Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Roddy Piper didn't give me a chance to do nothing. You want a chance? Everybody wants to be like Roddy Piper. You want a chance? You want a chance to say something, brother? I'll tell you what, man. Here you go. Take the little microphone. There you go. There you go. Put it in the little greasy paws. You want to do something? Then you go ahead. You say exactly what you want to say to these people. You can do it. Just a second. I want you to... Wait a second. I want to make you feel at home. Before we start, you want to be the big shot. You want to do all the talking. You want to really think all these people... Got yourself a pineapple. Watch you feel at home. Watch you feel like the Fiji Islands. Kind of like the women, you know? Kind of long, frosty hair on top, round on the bottom. Got your pineapple. You want to be a happy person? What do you want, huh? What do you want? Do you want bananas? You want to talk? Go ahead and talk, huh? Go ahead and talk. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You want bananas? You want bananas? We got bananas. Here we go. You want bananas? Have yourself a banana. Huh? This is what you want. You want to talk? You ain't saying nothing. What's wrong, huh? You want to come up here like a big shot? What do you want? You want coconuts. Here I went. I got your coconuts. Ah, I just like there you go. I didn't get a tree for you to climb up and down like a monkey, like you want to do. You want to be a big shot? I'll get you a tree next time. You want a banana? Have a banana. What do you want, man? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! at an English fair One evening I was there When I heard a showman shouting underneath the flare I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts There they are standing in a row Big ones, small ones Some as big as your head Give them a twist, a flick of the wrist That's what the showman said I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts Every ball you throw will make me rich there stands me wife, the idol of me life, singing rowly bowl a ball a penny a pitch. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 172, maybe? Uh, yeah, you're right, dude. Am I you're, right? All right. Yeah, I, you're right. Yeah, because I totally guessed. Maybe not in the right order they're being put out there, no. but it's understandable, but right. it is 172. Well, when you go to a convention and take a week off and, and your town flood, shit kind of goes crazy, but as you could tell, Tim is here, it's... And goddamn Ben Grimm is here, Steve Benningfield, our buddy that we haven't talked to for a long time. Yeah, go see my movie. It's out in theaters. It's getting great word of mouth. I hear it's it's going to open up at a Walmart $5 bin near you. <laughs> it, it made, what, $26 million this weekend? 28 I think, but who knows. Jeez, that's, that's worse than Terminator Genesis. Holy cow. And that movie was an abysmal fucking yeah. shit. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> ah, you're fine. You're fine. I don't 
I'll still see it uh, at some point. Yeah. So what's up, Steve? What's how you been doing? We ain't talked to you forever. I just been doing the same old stuff. Nothing. Uh, doing Steve nothing. stuff. Yeah. At least you're. Do you, do you have a functional toilet in your house? I do, but my uh, I have an issue with my bathtub. There's a pipe crushed in the ground, so I'm going to dig up in my laundry room and Uh-oh. replace a pipe. So I got pipe problems too. You and Damn. Tim both have pipe problems. I was, pipe problems. Steve was John Cross at your house too. <laughs> he took a shower, I think. Explain what happened, Tim. Oh, I don't. There isn't much to explain. All I know, I worked yesterday morning. I come home. And all of a sudden, there's like an inch of blackness creeping across my basement floor. <laughs> it literally was the, the the second story of Creepshow 2. Oh, it, shit. It, it literally looked like that. It was just, it was the muck. And it wasn't going anywhere. And it just, it started seeping into stuff. So I had to start, the wife and I had to start moving shit. I was starting to throw shit away, getting pissed off because the kids are up in the bathroom taking more dumps, and, and you get and all the things doing is go. Bloop, 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 and it's coming up even more. We're blaming this on John Cross because your wife fed him so much food he took the world's biggest poop. Either that or uh, Joe Pilato snuck in and, and used your Pittsburgh toilet and blew it apart. Hey, hey, the Pittsburgh toilet's actually clean now, too. Fucking right on. <laughs> I was clean. <laughs> it was one of the many things is down there cleaning, plus moving stuff around, plus digging out stuff for the Horror Realm flea market in two weeks. <laughs> and just, I'm pulling out stuff that hasn't seen the light of day in a while. So, it should be fun as usual. See if I could top last year. Steve, I saw Tim's basement. It's pretty grand. <laughs> the first thing he does when I came over to his house, he's like, you gotta see this. He takes me to the basement and he shows me his Pittsburgh toilet. And then he shows me his, his canceled 87 cent check that Jeff Burr sent him from Leatherface. What? <laughs> 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 like, fucking cool. He has got boxes of shit. It's unbelievable. You need to dig some of that stuff out and take some pictures, Tim. I, I well, I told it long couple years ago when I was digging stuff out for the f- first flea market. I found original full moon newsletters. Oh, before and I forget, do you know what I found at my mom's garage sale this weekend? Evil Bong Five. <laughs> no, my mom's garage sale. Ever providing the crazy shit, I found a movie novelization of Halloween. <laughs> Nice! I got it too, I took it. That's, this is mine. How much she charge you for it? Zero, I just took it. I'm like, this <laughs> You stole it from your mom! She called the cops or something. See, <laughs> usually, usually his mom's charging him like full price. No, I took a bunch of DVDs that time and I felt bad so I paid her like two bucks for a piece for him. I gave him out like, like 30 DVDs, so. <laughs> I wasn't gonna like rip my mom off. I was like, here's two bucks for them all. A piece, I mean. But Steve, what you been watching, sir? All right, I, I made made sure I wrote a list down. Um, Good, because we haven't been watching much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I got the new Blu-ray of uh, Madhouse. It's a uh, Vincent Price movie mm-hmm. from like '72. Him and uh, Peter Cushing and Robert Quarry's in it, and he plays like a he basically plays a version of himself. He's like an old uh, horror actor. 
and his character is called Dr. Death, and he's done like five of these movies where he goes around and kills people, and he's got like a, a painted skull mask or something. And he's at this big party, and, and he's got this young girl who's gonna, he's gonna get engaged to, and she find, he finds out that she did some porn or something, and they have a fight. Uh-oh. And she, yeah, she goes upstairs, and then he goes and takes a nap. Like an old person, and he uh, wakes up and he comes to her room and tries to tries to talk to her, and he shakes her, and her head falls off because somebody cut her head off. <laughs> oh, and, nice. and Vincent Price does this like two or three times in the movie. He gets this weird ass yelling where his mouth looks like he's ready to cry, and he's screaming. And they, I guess, he has a breakdown, and he comes back a, a few years later, and they're going to do a Doctor Death TV show, and he's going to be in it. And, uh, of course, there's somebody, somebody dressed up like Dr. Death killing all these people associated with the show. And, uh, they think it's him and, and he's not sure if he's going crazy and stuff like that. It, it looks really good and I, I really liked it. I thought it was decent. Who put uh, it out? Uh, Kinko Lorimar. Oh, okay. So, it, it, it's one of those ones I never saw on television for some reason. It so. sounds like the way you describe it, it'd be on TBS at like 4.05. Yeah, you would imagine. There's a lot of movies called Madhouse, I found yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say, I was hoping you were talking about the John Lorquette and Christy Alley one. I remember two seconds of that movie, and for some reason, like, a dog is chasing John Lorquette as he's like, Dumping mounds of cocaine into rocks in the in the gravel <laughs> to hide it or something. I don't remember. Or uh, or I thought you were going to be talking about the one that was set in an asylum with Lance Henriksen in it. Five minutes. Wow. Yeah, I could keep going. There. You need like, to just have a book of reviews of only of Lance Henriksen movies. There you go. That's your next Tim Gross like mini. Not mini, bad for uh, a gross review book or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, Tim. Not bad for for a Tim Gross movie review book. I, I believe Malcolm McDowell did a movie called Madhouse also. Oh, Jesus. Well, there's a slasher, kind of a slasher, like the early 80s, like 82 or something called Madhouse. Yeah. With like a escaped uh, mental patient twin or something like that. So, yeah, it gets confusing after a while. Yeah, there's a, I was gonna say that's one of the one of those most used titles for a horror movie. But yeah, the Vincent Price movie sounds awesome. Right, yeah, I, I can see his skull face in the in the in my mind what he looks like in that movie. Yeah, and you can see a lot of detail in his you know his little twirled up mustache and and his pores and everything. And so it's got a lot of detail on it. You're like, man, let's pull the camera back <laughs> so we don't have to see all that. Blu-ray, Blu-ray. Yeah. Actually shows Vincent Price to be like a lady. That'd be great. <laughs> that dude, my, my, Dana was going, that dude's tall, or Vincent Price is tall. I said, yeah. We looked it up, he's like 6'4". Yeah. Vincent Price could dunk, probably. Yeah. There's a lot of people in this movie that are like, Peter Cushing looks like a, he's a little shorter than him, but I mean, there's some guys in there that look like, he'd be like a giant to me. Why the hell do I have a feeling that Christopher Lee is like the tallest of them all? I'm pretty sure he's probably as tall as him, if not taller. He's a I was tall... going to say, even though they're tall, Peter Cushion always looked kind of frail, especially yeah. towards the end of the oh, those yeah. movies he would do with those guys. He looked kind of frail. Well, they were sucking his stem cells, I'm sure. Yeah. Like Gunnar Hansen off of those uh, Hammer movies. 
<laughs> we need eternal life. Call Cushing. We need more adults. Dude, I'm t- that's what I forgot to show you, the picture of Gunnar Hansen in 91. The proof that I have that that dude has been sucking stem cells out of the cast of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It, I'm telling you, it, he looks older in that picture than he does now. And that was like 91. I saw him two years ago. Well, I saw him at the Wasteland Steve and Dana were at, where they did the big chainsaw thing. Yeah. He looks like the best 70-year-old man I've ever seen. Hmm. He looked great in that Harpoon movie, too. Yeah, he did. The whale-watching massacre. <laughs> yes, that sounds, yes. Sounds I have that. fucking stupid, but it's awesome as shit. Damn right. Yeah, it is. So what else <laughs> did you watch, Steve? I watched a new found footage movie called The Gallows. And, yeah. uh, oh, this is the high school drama. Y- yeah. Oh, well, at least it wasn't terrible. It was, at least it wasn't a musical, but, uh, yeah, it was, it, it, it took a change. It, it, it did have a little twist at the, near the end. Uh, it was decent, but yeah, it was kind of like boring where they run around in high school. No, Steve, am I wrong on this? Like it disappear after like a week in theaters. I don't even know. I never saw a commercial for it here. I just I saw I did, one. I saw a commercial in front of Terminator Genesis. Oh, I never saw one at the theater. I I saw something. Uh, um, I got stuff where we watched uh, TV from like uh, the UK on my television. I got this yeah. program, and they were showing commercials for it there. But I never saw one over here. It's just like a regular. What is it? Uh, under 80 minute kind of thing so i mean okay. it's nothing special that i you know not even that much memorable really it looked like it was aimed at like 14 year olds might have been i ha- i've got that unfriended but i haven't watched it yet but uh oh you know that's <laughs> aimed at yeah. fucking 14 year olds yeah but uh yeah i watched uh, a giallo um that i hadn't watched in a while the black belly of the tarantula yes that's awesome and- it's all, you know, any movie that opens up with a full nude body massage of Barbara Boucher is good. <laughs> By a blind guy. What? And, uh, <laughs> no fun for that dude. No. He's just, well, he has to use his fingers to feel, but. Yeah. But, yeah, I liked it a lot because uh, I hadn't seen it forever, so I forgot who were the killer, who the killer was, so that kind of helps. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty decent. Uh, it was more of a more of a police movie than I remembered, but, uh, it, it was, you know, like I say, it was just something to watch. Um, also I watched another, uh, uh, Jalo called your vice is a locked room and only I have the key. <laughs> the second longest movie title ever. Yeah. It's, uh, Sergio Martino and, uh, Edwin Finch is in it. And of course you get to see her naked a couple times. So which that makes, that makes it worth it. Um, and it's also this movie's also got a black cat in it, and that it it's kind of a big deal of the story. So they're actually putting this on Blu-ray with Fulci's Black Cat. I was just going to ask you about that. Is that decent? Because I've never seen that one. Which one? The Black Cat, Fulci's. Uh, I would I would say it's better than like Manhattan Baby and Demonica, whatever that la- other oh, one is. Demonia, that sucks. Yeah. Well, you're not you're not saying a whole lot there. Yeah, I mean, it's, I say it's just b- below, uh, House by the Cemetery. I can't think of anything, you know, all the, it starts really making a bad turn around that movie and stuff gets bad. 
but re- and it gets really bad. I mean, Manhattan Baby looks like beyond. Uh, there's one movie he made called The Red Monks, which is total dog shit. I watched that. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I've never seen that. I've never seen that one either. Well, I think it's it's almost like shit he made for television. Back it probably then. was. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that came out, and it's like I don't even remember seeing this at a video store or nothing because it hadn't come out yet because it was on TV in Italy or something. And we never got, we didn't even have zombie at our video stores. We, I don't think we had any Fulci movies here in Portland. I only came by Fulci when I got the internet. And there, right. there, there was a video store called Dome Video by a. Uh, place I used to work called American Textile Company, and now they had spookies. Was it six, was it six weeks for the union coming knocking? Yes, they had spookies duct taped the box, duct taped on the wall. It duct taped all their video boxes to the walls. Weird. This place had on their front shelf at the desk, right under the binders of porn that you could look through. See, I've nice. heard stories like that too, man. We just had. Well, it, go ahead, finish your story. You know, I was gonna say on the front shelf, it had like it. You know, it was at that time every movie was being released under zombie mm-hmm. in America or in Italy and everything. I think he had what was it, zombie through zombie seven. We're not <laughs> doing a fucking <laughs> retrospective. Get that out of your head right well, now. Well, no, no. Here's the problem. Half of the movies, like after Zombie 3, it's kind of like Demons. There is a bunch of movies called Zombie 4, 5, 6, 7. I think there's even an 8 that are titled different in like three different countries. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's literally, it's more confusing than the Demons sequels. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's what I remember. You of those, but I don't remember ever seeing the one Steve's talking of Red Monks. I never. You didn't have it, it, our our video stores were laid out like you had your 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 new releases, and then like the horror section was really big in both both of our. We had two big, huge video stores: the the video shop and the video connection. And the video connection turned into Hollywood Video later, but it was the same place. Their horror collection was huge. It was almost like the back half of a store. Mm-hmm. But then they also, like, they didn't have, I've heard tales of, like, video stores having the porn and the binders. They yeah. just had, like, little rooms off to the side. Like, I walked oh, yeah, into yeah. one on accident when I was, like, seven. Yeah, I thought it was the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of those. Oh, yeah. Because there was a, um, up the street from me, Kyle, where I live at, yeah. the years ago, there was a West Coast video. And literally, if you went to the porn room, you thought you were going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But literally, it was in this hallway that you would take a left turn, right turn, and then another left. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it was in Portland. You had to do like this little fucking, it was like this little like labyrinth maneuver back into the porn room. Yeah, it literally, you did not know this existed unless you decided, <laughs> hey, I really need to go number two in this video store. And all of a sudden, you find yourself knee-deep in taboo number 30. <laughs> we had a door with beads on it. <laughs> not somebody does porn like that, and then you know what you're talking about. Somebody was a- dazzled their door. <laughs> It was awesome. This one time I went in this little room, like a, it was like a size of a, a walk-in closet, and and I swear this hot chick was in there looking at porn. I was like looking at porn, and I was like, 
you know, this could turn into a real porn if she wants, you know, I don't know. Maybe she wants to hook up. <laughs> but, of course, nothing happened. But that's the, first, that's the only time I've ever seen a hot chick in, to, in there looking at porn. A bunch of skeevy dudes. I've only ever been to, like, yeah. the porn, like, part of the video store like once and it wasn't even in those two it was over in when i lived in college i didn't have the guts to, i didn't have the guts to go rent anything well i did and i thought i got the wrong one so i brought it back and uh and he goes yeah you, this is the this is ebony and ivory fantasies too or something i was like okay <laughs> i take that back no i take that back i did rent one porno it was the texas dildo massacre <laughs> <laughs> Steve, were you looking for part three, Lost in Time? No. <laughs> I was just uh, Candy Evans or whatever that chick's name. I was looking for her, and I didn't know a black dude was going to do her. But anyway. You know, she is in porn. Yeah. So I finished my viewing up uh, with a, a movie I hadn't heard of. It was, uh, you know who Philip Ree is from, like, the best of the best movies? Yes. Okay, uh, and- maybe. Okay. Uh, him and his brother Simon had made a movie like in 84 called Furious and this movie is so weird I mean it's just insanely strange I mean he there's like this the weird fucking kung fu that John Portanova was talking to us about uh, like uh, it's on VHS and there's a guy and he has like a, a chicken fucking restaurant hmm. no dude that's, that's no this is different this dude like basically he carried on the sequels of best of the best yeah, because yeah, he's even, um, he's in a like one or two Lorenzo Llamas like early. He's in some core G joints. Yeah, he's like in. Yeah, I believe he's in like Snake Eater two or something or Snake. I mean, Eater. yeah, I think him and his brother or something maybe become actually stunt action coordinators and stuff. But yeah. this one is just weird. Uh, I, I don't know. They were fighting on a mountain. There's a bunch of kids beating up guys with guns. Uh, outside a building and they're looking for like this piece of a necklaces and uh simon or what's his name philip Ree's there but he's got his eyebrow eyebrows shaved off or something and he's got like b- blue hair because he's supposed to be an old man <laughs> it, it's just a very strange movie uh so i guess i lost 10 bucks on that one because i didn't really think it was that great but maybe it'll grow on me the next time i watch it and i well, uh, just uh, watched a few of the movies that you're covering tonight, and uh, that's about it. What'd you watch, Tim? Oh, uh, like I said, I wish I would have got to watch Other than more. But black stuff coming out of your suit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like you, I, I worked I think 60 hours again this week, so I didn't get to do a lot. I still got to write a new batch of reviews, but uh, I watched Sharknado three again just because. Did you get my Did you get my text? Yes. My, I turned Sharknado 2 was on yesterday and I turned it on and me and dad were watching it. And he just looks at me, Steve, and he goes, what kind of fucking shit show do you have me watching? Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Sharknado dad. He, he couldn't get it through his head, like how the Sharknado worked. Like he thought it was just a tornado with teeth. And I'm like, no man, the tornado sucked up the, the sharks. And he was like, well, are they all just tiny sharks? And I'm like, well, there's tiny sharks, big sharks, hammerheads, all kinds of sharks in there. And he's like, this is a shit show. I don't want to fucking watch this. And he turned the baseball game on. 
Uh, have you yeah. seen a movie called Fear Clinic? Mm, maybe. No. Is that it stars Robert England and Brad Dourif's daughter? Is is this a Chiller Channel exclusive thing? It it comes off as it is. They funded it, but it didn't premiere on Chiller Channel. It actually got a DVD release long before, but Chiller did like like fund it basically they were the producers of it i either saw it advertised on the chiller channel or i saw it on fearnet yeah because i was gonna say this was one they didn't do like it wasn't like beneath or uh what's the other one they released like they've been releasing films recently but this one was like i guess before they started really getting into that and trying to give it a theatrical release and everything it is actually pretty decent if you're Looking for a mid to low budget movie starring Robert England, and it's not Robert England like trying. It's really, not the Mangler. Yeah, he's not trying real hard. Basically, he's a doctor in the movie who years ago figures out the way to conquer people's fears. Like his big thing is he makes a machine that helps people get over their fears, like truly get over their fears and be able to sleep and everything like that well years go by and these five patients like the original five patients he had all of a sudden their fears are coming back to them and they're actually like becoming real and they can't tell between reality and just dream life and stuff like that it's really cool um again if you like flatliners that kind of stuff like flatliners yeah, it's it's along those lines, and it's like on a low to mid budget, but it's fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I was surprised that I thought it was gonna be bad, but I actually really enjoyed it. So if you get a chance, check out uh, Fear Link. Uh, Kyle, one of the movies that I got off out of print, Dan, that needs to be <clears throat> unearthed for other horror movie fans if they've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Steve, you may have seen this because I know you see a lot of stuff. It's called Rush Week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, slasher film. Uh, Kyle, it's kind of like Killer Party. Oh, man, I like that shit. It, it's like a, it's like a, on the same level as Killer Party and Pledge Night. So, yeah, and Greg Allman plays a <laughs> head of... Wait, Greg journalism. Allman from the fucking Allman Brothers? <laughs> yes, he is the head of the journalism department. His name is Cosmo. Okay. <laughs> he, he took a break from banging Cher to start a yeah. who, hasn't, yeah. who like like what degrade celebrity hasn't been in a fucking slasher movie? And uh, also too, it has your uh, girl uh, Kathleen Kitmont. That's not my girl. Ah, uh, dude, the blonde chick from Halloween Four. No, you got me mistaken. Jill Sholin's my girl. I know she's your oh, girl. Oh, that's my number one boner jam. Yeah, right but there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Kathleen Kinmont, who was also the star of Rollerblade Warriors, Taken by Force. I don't fucking Ooh. care. Steve <laughs> <laughs> Tim has found like this Rollerblade shit is like five movies fucking deep. God. Hey, the same guy did Hell Comes to Frogtown. I know. <laughs> but also to like I said, cool movie. Check out Rush Week. Any if you're a slasher fan, it's worth tracking down. I don't remember uh, that on his table. Ah, uh, that's because as soon as I seen it, I snatched it. Okay. 
That's like your spot. You were, you were too busy trying to get me to buy all the Dan Haggerty movies that he had. <laughs> yeah, as soon as, I, as soon as I seen that, I was like, here's the five bucks I need to own Rush Week. But the movie you picked out for me, Kyle. Monkey the Boy? The Suckling. Oh, The Suckling. Yes. That's a gore fest. A.K.A. Sewage Baby. Sewage Baby. Yes. Oh. Um, you need to see this, dude. I've seen it. It's awesome. It's oh, okay. great. It's, I was watching that this past week, and I was laughing. It just, who goes, okay, first off, who believes there is an abortion clinic inside a brothel in the bad part of town? <laughs> where the doors that's, are, that's one stop shopping, baby. <laughs> boarded up, and as soon as you open up the door, it looks like somebody's like new house in 1989. <laughs> it just it made no sense, but it's great because you got a baby. It gets toxic waste on it after it's aborted, and it starts killing everyone. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yep, I loved it. Uh, another movie I watched today. Uh, in between cleaning my basement, assassination games. I don't know that one. Steve, do you know this one? Uh, I kind of. It's kind of a like a game they play on, and but it turns serious or something. No, no, um, this is 2011. Jean Claude Van Damme and Scott Atkins. Oh, I thought this oh. was the new uh, Sean Penn. No. No, I would not watch a movie Assassin, with Sean like, Penn in it unless if it was called Fast Times at Richmond High. Well, what's that new Sean Penn movie that just came out? Gunman. On the, Gunman. That's it. No, I, I'll take my. I'll take Gunman. my. Man. Uh, uh, what's his nuts? Gunman movie. Oh, Christopher Lambert. Yeah, my boy Christopher <laughs> Lambert. <and Gunman. laughs> I saw that in the fucking theater. And it was awesome. <laughs> that movie. I don't know what the fuck, but I swear to God, my my. Two screen movie theater back in the day had Posse on one screen and Gunman on the second screen. It was like Christopher Lambert had a holiday in my town. Like Van, uh, Van Peoples with both of yep. them. Like, yeah, I was going to say. Did they, his dad, probably. Did, did your town show Exterminator 2 after it was over? No. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, my town used to be cool. It's getting better. I'll never go up there because it's, it's really kind of a, a shitty theater. But They've got new management, and they play stuff that's not kids' movies now, so that's a step in the right direction. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But, yeah. They used to have fucking midnight movies, man. I saw Elm Street 5 and Leatherface and Pet Cemetery and People Under the Stairs all at midnight. That was the best. Those are awesome. Hey, dude, the Hollywood Theater, before it closed and reopened back in the day, I like I said, one of my favorite stories was – after they had the Rocky Horror Picture Show, they showed Basket Case 2 and Dead Alive, and those Rocky Horror Picture kids didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was laughing my balls off the whole time, and those kids just, like, stopped in fear. Rocky Horror Picture Show kids must be, like, just a weird pack. It is. Yeah. I went to a few of those screenings i'd like to go to one like perfect like not like that was that horror realm like with those high i'm telling you kyle pretty they good. do a wonderful job but no yeah. i'm saying there's like super professional ones oh I'd yeah i'd love to go to that one where the well i was gonna coats. say one of the super professional ones 
were here before the Hollywood theater closed, there's one that I've heard stories about that they're doing their show in New York now. Cool. Like they're still doing it that they were doing it here in like the early nineties. I'd much That's... rather watch a shock treatment one, but Hey, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> I know they play shock treatment. I think once or twice a year at the Hollywood theater. Shock treatment's fucking awesome. Anyway, go on. <laughs> no, anyway, I, I, I watched Body Slam, so, you know, we'll be talking that. And mm. Hell comes to Frogtown later, and they live again. I have been watching. Uh, well, I did watch one movie, new on Netflix. Uh, you know that comedian, Doug Benson? Yes. That is, got the one shtick, and that's, I'm high all the fucking time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because he is? Yeah, he is. It's pretty funny, but it, it's like, Kind of like the one trick pony. Well, he's got a new movie that's called Chronic Con, where he just gets real high and goes to Comic Con. And it's okay, I guess. I mean, he's funny, but he's not like my type of funny. He's not, he's not Patton Oswald, but Patton Oswald shows up, so. It, it, it was okay. I got a chuckle, but I have been watching nothing, but it's, it's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That show is Awesome, and I swear to God, I don't know what episode it was. The other day, I was I was watching it early this morning, and fucking Kincaid is in it from fucking Nightmare on Elm Street Three. <laughs> Just shows up as this guy that the chick hits on at some fucking restaurant. I'm like, Kincaid. that's fucking Kincaid. You know the voice? He's got that fucking real distinct voice. I'm like, that's yep. fucking Kincaid. And Piper's in in. I don't know, a handful of episodes, three or four, but there's nothing better I like than a pack of garbage people fucking just doing horrible garbage people type stuff and just being terrible human beings to each other. It's the best. But that is, I've also been watching, I've been going back and going through Penn and Teller's bullshit. Have you guys ever seen that, uh, that series? Yeah, I've only seen it once or twice, but I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. It's pretty me good. Too. I like those guys. I think they're, they're at their end of the career. And I think, like, they're doing what Houdini did at the end of his career, where they're just exposing all the, all the oh, frauds yeah. and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they, yeah, because they have a show on the CW, and then they got another show. I can't remember what it's on, but yeah, they got a couple shows where they're doing that stuff now. I know they got the Have one you seen that documentary, uh, Which Honest Liar? No, but I've seen it, it's on Netflix, what's it? What is it? It's about the, uh, you know that, I don't know if you've ever seen him, but, uh, uh the amazing Randy. He goes around and, uh, he started out as a magician and then later on he kind of became like, like you're talking about with Houdini going around, uh. It sounds uh, like, is the amazing Randy the guy that drinks drain cleaner and stabs scissors in people's heads and stuff? I think that was the amazing Johnny or something like oh, that. Oh, no, no, yeah, you're right. That's the amazing Jonathan. I know. This guy, yeah, yeah, this guy's like an older guy with a beard yeah, and he bald. Like, he looks like, um, um, Al, or what's his face? Uh, the guy who wrote The Watchmen. Uh, it looks like Alan Moore. A little bit, but he's like solid white yeah. hair and stuff. He just goes around debunking like, uh, all these psychics and stuff. And it's about his whole life and stuff. And I didn't even know he was gay, but at, you know, you find out he's gay and he, he gets married to this one dude and there's, there's some kind of twist with this dude's identity and stuff. But Uh-oh. it was an interesting watch. If you, uh, well, I know what I'm know. watching tonight. You've got me hooked. Yeah. It's a, it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, 
it's definitely uh, talks. It shows a lot of stuff. He set up a bunch of fake psychics to show that the the people who test these guys don't know what they're doing. And well, all you got to do is watch that Long Island Medium. That chick. I do yeah. not know how. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how she's allowed to be on TV. She's like the. She's got to be some kind of insane sociopath. She's one hundred percent fucking bullshit. Yeah. And if you believe in that stuff, you're just you're to me you're just kind of a fucking dummy. I mean, it's just like 20 questions. Yeah. I can figure out anything if I just keep asking you. Do you know a Bob? I mean, come on. Yeah. You just ask questions. It's the shotgun technique is what it's called. They were talking about it on an episode of Bullshit. (laughs) Just throw a million questions and, you know, if you're good at reading people, you can just pull it out of your ass. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of crap. But that's all (laughs) I watched. Uh, Do you want to do our, our new segment, Steve? I'll try. Movies Kyle's never seen. Oh. I mean, I name a title and you no, no, guess. No. I, I have, a, like, 10, 11 titles of movies I've never seen. And, and you then guys, you make fun yeah, of them. you make fun of me for it. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. It's T-Shirt Joe's favorite segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so oh, yeah. Go. Steve, Joe is giving him tons of crap at Horror yeah. Rock. He's like, how do you run a podcast? No, like, you're a podcaster. Seen... You haven't seen shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Number one, Kyle has never seen Night of the Demon. Wow. Well, I mean, that's there hadn't been really a good version out until that Code Red, but God, oh, I'm not, not interested in that. Like Code Red. And... Okay, and since you brought up Code Red, yeah, Steve, Steve l- l- look, I knew this I was going to ask... lead to Tim's question. Yeah, I, I gotta ask you, dude. Is this Hide and Go Shriek Blu-ray legit? Ah, shit. I don't know. I just haven't seen it posted. So yeah, because I'm not seeing any date or nothing for That's it. That's how Code Red works, dude. Well, they what they've done recently, which is kind of a little better, is they let that you know the screen archives sell their shit like uh, Twilight Time. So, I mean, at least you're going to get it, because I, I ordered a Blu-ray, and he didn't send it to me, and I ended up getting my money back. But while all that was going on, I reordered it and got it the second time. So it's kind of weird. The way I was going to say, I know a bunch of people have posted about how they don't get their money back. I've seen oh, I this. go through PayPal, I get my money back. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've never that's the ordered anything. Part of it is yeah. the whole Savage Streets thing. Because it drove me nuts that, like, Savage Streets would be, like, the sun came out today, Savage Streets was no longer available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, it drove yeah. me up a wall. I mean, I definitely, uh, I got Savage Streets on Blu-ray, and it, it looks really good, pretty good. So, but yeah, there's a lot of titles where I was just like, I can't, you know, can't do it. But, you know, every once in a while, but if it long, I get it from Diabolic DVD, you're guaranteed yeah. to get it. Yeah. So. Screw him. If you get it from that, you're going to get the DVD within a few days. So, yeah, I don't have a, yeah, I don't have a problem with Diabolic. I have heard good things about them, but I do got to ask is just because what do you think the price is going to be on that Blu-ray for Hide and Go Shriek? I would say it's Hide and Go Shriek's, I would, $34.99. No, I don't think it'll be, I think it'll be about $25, 24 dollars Uh, any higher than that, you're just fucking. No one's gonna. I mean, uh, if you know anything about that movie, you know, like what the. F- I love it. It's fucking <laughs> generic as shit. Look at the. 
you go get that fried chicken in HD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love the movie. I just, I've like read up on that movie long ago and just, I've always heard like no one actually owned basically the rights to that movie. It's it been sitting out there for so long. I mm. fucking question if, if Code Red even owns the rights right now. I mean, that guy's pretty shady from all the shit I've heard from people, but hey, yeah, it's, you know, we're, at least it's out we're, there. It's a bad bad situation trying to get stuff from him, uh, but yeah, Diabolic, if you I just wait long enough, he'll it'll end up over there, so don't have to worry about him. Cool. Okay, so moving on. Kyle, uh-oh, I closed it. Kyle has never seen Massacre Mafia Style. This is a very, I put this list together, this is a very Steve... <laughs> centric list well i mean i've definitely seen these two uh i that one is kind of like i mean i actually seen gone with the pope i got the blu-ray a couple months ago i know i want to see that fuck out when i saw that trailer at the drive-in i was like what yeah what the fuck was that i want to see that now (laughs) so i don't know i think i like the uh Mafia, mafia massacre style better it's just really italian that dude wants to make sure that you know he's italian Mm mm-hmm I mean, he's kissing his mama, they're eating spaghetti or whatever, and it's just like, uh, it's just a very, I actually saw this on Turner Classic Movies on their, you know, uh, underground show they do on Saturday nights years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was hosted, they'd have different hosts for that, wouldn't they? No, no, I mean, they had, uh, they had like 13 weeks or so of, uh, Rob Zombie. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Romero did it once too, I think. I'm not sure. I, I don't have it anymore, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it's a weird movie. Um, I mean, it's more like this, like a straight mafia kind of gangland shooting hitman type of movie. Yeah. This is all, like, this is all getting combined into, like, a big list of shit <laughs> I need to watch. Okay. Uh, check this? Yeah, it is. Uh, this is what I do at work when I'm bored. I just start writing down movies I've never seen. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Kyle has never seen The Hidden. Wow. Yeah. That was like a staple back, you know. Yeah, the, you uh, need to see that. Early 90 VHS rentals. That's definitely one. It's it's a it's, – yeah, it's kind of like an alien possession type of thing. Yeah, it's like a body jumping Jason yeah. goes to hell yep. type of deal. Well, that's where a lot of people say Jason goes to hell stole its idea was from that and New Line Cinema put out both movies. Oh, fuck Jason Mm-mm. Goes to Hell. I love <laughs> to hell. Goes, fuck you. Oh man, Jason Goes to Hell. I have bad memories of that. Um, <laughs> Kyle, even though Tim has sent me this movie, I never watched it. Kyle has never seen Bloody Birthday. <sighs> love that movie. I know, and it's got that one yeah. curly haired fucking kid from Demon War. Oh Man, man people, people in today's society would have a Frickin' heart attack! They watch that. There's all kinds of bad stuff in there for kids, like the, the refrigerators and the in the in the junkyard. Yep. All kinds of crazy. Kid with the gun. The yeah. kid setting up the skateboard on the steps so his dad can die. Yeah. <laughs> and this is getting done on the show. I'm watching this one. Okay, Kyle has there's never. What's that? Oh, there's a Blu-ray out of that. Oh, really? Who put that out? Uh, I'm not sure. I got a transfer from, for Dana. She actually bought it. I don't, I have to go look, but it, it looks pretty decent in HD. I was going to say, I thought Shout Factory put one out for that. 
Hmm. They might have. Maybe I, that rings a bell. Not sure. Anyway, moving on. Kyle's never seen fast food with Jim Barney. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is that the, and that's with, uh, Jim Tracy Griffith, I think, too. Sure, I guess, whatever. I, I don't know about that one. If I f- saw it, I forgot. Okay. Yeah, cause she, yeah, cause it's her and Ernest, and she also did Skeeter. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Ski Patrol. I've seen that. No, no, Skeeter, great, great killer mosquito movie. Is I have it better than most mosquito with Gunnar Hansen? No, that, that well, yes. That, I like, I like, oh. I like the Gunnar Hansen mosquito. But Skeeter is much better than that. And yeah, like I said, I think that's the one with Trace Griffith, which is one of the three uh, redheads that I've mm. always said you could eat uh, cornflakes out of her buckle. <laughs> Who's the other two? Jillian Anderson and, of course, and who? Um, no, no, no. Um, Jillian Anderson didn't make that Tim Gross look? No, she didn't. Wow. No. <laughs> Whoa. It's been a while since I've looked into that list. I might have to re-update that. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, it... it it was there was three redheads on that list. Okay, Kyle has never seen. <laughs> Kyle has never seen joysticks. Ooh! <laughs> I tried to pick out the most Steve-centric movies. In, uh, no, I can understand because that movie. It's hard to find, I, dude. I can't yeah, find it anywhere. It's on DVD. Kind but of. Yeah. That that movie wasn't played. It's on immediately. DVD. It's on DVD the same as Split Second is on DVD. Yeah, it was not played as nearly as much as like a Hard Bodies or Vice Academy or it's like name your 86 comedy movie here. Joysticks was not on nearly as much. And I need to watch it because it's got Joe Don Baker. Yeah. And I'm sure a bunch of boobs. Uh, yes. Also, mm-hmm. speaking of the same thing, Kyle, Kyle has saw five minutes of Screwballs. <laughs> Another movie mm-hmm. done. I remember the first five minutes of it with the kid setting up the high school mirrors to look at, at fucking cooter shots of chicks in high school. I don't think that would work. I think Fraternity whatever. Vacation with Steve Jeffries got played more. Steven Jeffries? <laughs> yes. Hey, I like that. I like those Spring Break movies. I love that movie Spring Break. That's a good fucking movie. Okay. Uh, Kyle has never seen No Retreat, No Surrender. Oh, oh, Jesus. You need to see, uh, the part two of that. Yes. There's a part That's two. That's rocking. There's a part three, but part two's the, the best of the three, I think. But. Okay. I know this is Van Damme's, like, first thing. Right. But, okay. Well. I mean, besides the dancing and breaking, I think. That's, yeah, that's. Just no, no <laughs> retreat, no surrender. Did that come out before Bloodsport? think so yeah because that came okay. out like in 85 and bloodsport was like 87 or something yeah i was gonna say bloodsport was like 87 early 88 i know mm-hmm. i saw bloodsport in the theater bloodsport okay awesome. here's a tim gross movie i have never seen the boneyard oh jesus you do yourself a favor i know <laughs> phyllis diller and giant mutant poodles yeah, it, it, that uh, that movie, I think, I can't remember, but I think somebody just got the rights and did a Blu-ray of The Boneyard. Whoa. Okay, that's worth Because I have a DVD. It is an old DVD. We're talking, not, it's not a snap case, but that DVD, we're talking like 98. Wow. 99, right around in that area. And, and the next one, I 
I am ordering the Blu-ray for because I have heard it looks pretty goddamn good. And I'm sure to, uh, Steve has this. Kyle has never seen Killer Workout. Oh! I am, I've seen it, but I'm definitely going to order the Blu-ray that's coming out. I heard it looks fucking great. It, it, it does? Does it have any extras or anything? I think so. Is it being called Killer Workout or is yes. it going to be called a, a Robicide yeah. or whatever? Yeah, it's Killer Workout. It's getting, okay. Um, Kyle has never seen, and this was one that I wanted to rent, but it looked like something that would be cool that I would get home and be pissed that I rented it. Uh, Kyle has never seen Lair of the White Worm. Oh, Jesus. That's just a weird-ass movie. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah, because I, I like you, Kyle. I, um, when it, it came out... It looked awesome, the- and I picked the box up, and I'm like, yeah, but... I've been burned yeah, so I, many times on shit like I that. I rented it two or three times because I missed it in the theaters, and I fell asleep once. The second time, I was just like, I have no clue what I'm watching. I could never get into that movie. Yeah. I, I need to they showed that on Joe Bob's drive-in on the movie channel. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Tim. Get Dan yeah. out of print Dan on that shit. I'd maybe uh, maybe Joe Bob made fun of Hugh Grant. Enough in the movie. <laughs> it probably right after his hooker escapades, maybe. That'd be great. Um, okay, here's the two big ones. Kyle has never seen the bird with the crystal plumage. Ooh. That's, uh, I'm not almost I, as most straightforward Argento as you're going to get. Yeah, I'm not, I'm just, man, I'm real picky with the Argento. Real picky. Yeah. Well, that's his first major movie. Yeah, he's almost yeah. hit as hit and miss as Fulci. Oh, his early stuff is all pretty much. I like all his early stuff. Yeah, uh, up to like Inferno. you know, Inferno's my my fucking favorite. God damn, I love Inferno. But I just, you know, you don't know what you're going to get when you get into that or fucking Argento shit. You might get something awesome. You might get something shitty. You know. Um, oh yeah, and this is the big one, guys. Kyle has never seen Miss Forty Five. Oh, that's come never out on Blu-ray. Alive? What's that? What was the What was the movie? Miss Forty Five. Oh yeah, that's dude. That's yeah, yeah. That's a that's a badass movie. And like I said, yeah, it's, it's a it, it, it's recently come out on Blu-ray and DVD. Draft House. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good company. I might fucking check. Because I was gonna say the copy. Really low, it was only, only like fifteen bucks. Oh shit! Cause I was, yeah, because I was gonna say the copy I have of Miss Forty Five was just amazing. I'm, I'm really digging into the Amazon fucking used Blu-ray stuff. So that might get put mm-hmm. on there. Hell, if Draft House had it for fifteen, that's worth fifteen bones big time. Oh yeah, it, believe me, the movie itself stuff. just amazing. Sorry, Steve. I got the LP. I got the LP of that because it looks so cool. Yeah. Oh man, from Draft House. Oh, it's a. I haven't opened it up. Uh, Dana's got a record player now, but I just don't want to cut it. But man, it. it I want to look inside because it's got a gatefold and it's got all kinds of shit. Sweet. But but yeah, it look. It's a. It it's a. It looked great even on the shitty, uh, non aphromoric uh, uh, DVD from uh, Anchor Bay, but. Once you get it in Blu-ray, it just blows your mind. Like a Dawn of the Dead type deal. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, it, it just the the, the 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 everything looks so rich, even the sleazy streets of New York, 
I mean, everything looks, looks, you know, just, uh, just the way everything looks is just, uh, you know, was made for HD. So it, uh, I like it. And the movie is just really sleazy and stuff. So is it on par with the sleaze of Savage Streets? Uh, no, but this chick gets like raped like twice. <laughs> she don't get raped just once. Yeah. She gets twice. Well, the day quickly didn't exactly get it, get it raped. No. You know, they didn't, she didn't have a nice rape. <laughs> that was pretty, that was pretty fucking hard. <laughs> Please explain to me what is a nice, like, a gentle I, rape. Look, look, look. If I was a chick and I was going to get raped, give it to me like Bill Cosby. I don't want to know what yeah, happened. Yeah, I say Bill Cosby yeah. rape is the best rape. Yeah, Bill Cosby rape, I feel, is the nicest, gentlest rape. <laughs> I don't want, like, fucking four sweaty meatheads writing lipstick around my boobs. One with a, a real weird Henry Rollins neck. <laughs> That's a, a fucking level of gross. I don't, yeah. don't give me a fucking Camille Keaton rape either. Yeah, I don't want no dick. Yeah, no dick chomping, nothing like that. Don't rock me. Don't rape me on a big rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So Tim, you guys got it. I got some. A couple. Can you dig it? Go for it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I, the only thing I got is Full Moon just announced this week the new Killjoy movie yeah. and oh. the Evil Bong 5 movie, which <laughs> had the best comment on my page ever. This dude, Mark, was just like... There's five Evil Bong movies. Uh-huh, there had to be at least four so they could call it 420, obviously. <laughs> he was just yeah. like, he was amazed. He's like, how in the hell did time pass by that there's five? <laughs> I, I didn't know how they explained it to him. Charles Band can fucking just shit those goddamn movies out in like four days. Yeah, but it's been a while, though. I remember we were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, you wanted to know since... where the fuck he was at. Yep. That's what I thought. Yeah, Tracy Griffith was in the first Power also. Oh, yes. fuck. That's an awesome movie. Yep. That is a fucking badass movie. I haven't seen that in a while. I might throw that in tonight after I watch that fucking Honest Liar movie. Oh, gosh. So, can you dig it? Uh, I don't know. Tim, you posted this. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is finally getting a big budget movie adaptation. <laughs> Didn't they do this already once and it was kind of shitty? Dude, it, it, it was yes. Sci-Fi Channel in the theater. Yeah, it was bad. Jeremy Irons in it. Yeah, and Sci-Fi Channel did like three sequels to it or something. Had a Wayland's brother was in it. Yeah, one of them fucking stupid Wayne's. Yeah, he was like an elf or something like that in the movie. Yeah, perfect casting because, you know, when I think elves, <laughs> the Wayne's brothers come straight to mind. <laughs> Well, Bruce Payne was in yes. the sequel. Who's Bruce Payne? I know He's that the... name. Armageddon, or uh, Warlock 2. Yes. Or 3. Three, three. three. The, the Armageddon. No, 2 is the Armageddon. He is in oh, 3, though. Yes. 3 is Ascension. Isn't oh, okay. It? Yes. That's what I thought. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I don't uh, it, it's just it's just another one of those fucking people know what this is. Let's make a movie out of it. But whatever. I, I, Get your sequels correct, sir. <laughs> Get your sequels right. Yeah, I gotta go read the 
big book of gross movie reviews and get my <laughs> numbers and names straight. Damn right. Can't spell anything, <laughs> but <laughs> Um I wanted to ask you guys about this because I saw it advertised. I said I didn't give a shit. I watched the trailer and the little, uh, like, upcoming shit video about it. What do you guys feel about Fear the Walking Dead? The new Walking Dead show. I don't know, man. That's, I mean, I need to catch up because I, I gave up the last season pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously this is going to be like starting just after the epidemic or whatever started. It so said, it, this is what happens in like the five weeks when Rick was in his coma in season one. Oh, no. So I it just, I've been trying to stay away from it just to not say I officially hate it really bad. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm going to check it out, but I don't want it to take the super serious tone of The Walking Dead. I want this one to be fun. And I actually have fucking zombies. What's that? It's like Z Nation or something? Hey, I saw Z Nation got fucking season two coming out, Tim. Yeah, Yeah, they do. They do. I'll be watching it. Gross is on it. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's... I, it, as I've told people, it's The Walking Dead and Fast Forward. Mm, yeah. I see that it had the Shermanator in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Fucking kid. I don't know. The wa- Fear of the Walking Dead, uh, I'll give it a chance. Just, it's gotta be completely in tone different than The Walking Dead. I don't want everything to be so fucking serious. I don't need fucking 25 minutes of, like, super serious you know, everything is just dire and stuff. I just just have some fun and have some zombies in it, and and keep that Norman Stinkhouse read us away, <laughs> thinking up your shit. Think well, that was the big rumor is that, that he was supposed to die, and he, they they made sure he didn't just because fans were up and out for Oh yeah. Well, hell, that they, they were selling they were selling them right across from from out of print. Yeah. the if Daryl dies, we riot shirts. Oh, fucking take a shower, Norman Reedus, for fuck's sakes! God, you're gross looking. And he has really bad taste because I've seen him like wear a shirt with a bow tie and stuff. What the hell is he thinking? He's an idiot. <laughs> He know. doesn't care. He's just that famous right now. I've never seen a picture outside of The Walking Dead with him without Ray-Bans on, so, you know. In a stupid hat. Yeah. Oh, well, if you're talking about Norman Reedus, then you've heard, can you dig it, that, like, supposedly, also this past week, Boondock Saints 3 is a go. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give a shit. I'm telling you, man. The most overrated movies in cinema history are The Boondock Saints and Donnie Darko. And God, that second Boondock Saints, I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah, outside of, uh, William Defoe. Well, it, he can, he can start a fucking snuff film and be pretty decent. <laughs> Just fucking gives a shit, man. I think time has passed that by. Anyway, can you dig it? This found our way on our page somehow. Um, there's a woman out there, Tim, that says, 
She was seduced by Bigfoot's huge erection. Yes, I know. <laughs> it says, uh, that, that, that's just like the night of the demon. Pull, pull fucking wiener off. Yeah. It says, uh, according to the folks at, at Moron, a marijuana farmer, <laughs> starting out great already. A, mar- a marijuana yeah. farmer by the name of Nancy Hoggart was tending to her crops in Belfair, Washington, when she discovered that Bigfoot was snacking on her precious buds. Since the Sasquatch was nibbling away at her livelihood, Hoggart decided to dispense a little backwoods justice. Armed with a shotgun, she confronted Bigfoot about his decision to turn her pricey pot plants into an afternoon meal. That's when things got a little hairy. Nancy Hoggart allegedly told the website Bigfoot Tracker News, I pointed my shotgun at him, and he put put up his hands. Scared, and that's when I looked down and noticed he had a huge erection between his legs. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't gotten any in a while, and, well, from there, it turned out to be into an adult movie. I don't know how... I don't know if he started it or I did. He did me from behind, which felt great. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Evidently, uh, Bigfoot likes it in the butt. And I think we just lost Tim Gross. No, I'm still here listening. Did we lose Steve? No, I'm still here. I thought Bigfoot killed somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Bigfoot fucking raping one of yous. But can you guys dig it that maybe Bigfoot raped a pot farmer? <laughs> I think it's awesome. There, I think more uh, pot farmers should get, get raped by Bigfoot. Yeah, I think the New Jersey Devil needs to start fucking butt raping some folks. <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster better do it because that's not getting enough press. I know. All you hear is Bigfoot. Some of these other fictional, the Mothman, they got to up their game yeah. by raping some folks. Champ. <laughs> The Mothman, they need to pull their wieners out. Get on, get yep. get some clicks on the old internet. <laughs> but that's all I got for fucking kid. You dig it, uh, Tim? We got questions, sir. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess you want me to mm-hmm. go find them. Okay, give me one second. Ever, ah, wrong button. Ever, God damn ever it. prepared that we are. Ah, I was busy checking out Tracy Griffith's IMDb page. Sure. Okay, uh, Facebook, why are you not working? There we go. Facebook got raped by Bigfoot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because it had marijuana, and it's a moron. (laughs) Nothing lends like credibility to your story when it opens up. Blah, blah, a a pot farmer. So you're telling me she's in the movie I bought from Horror Realm called The Legend of Six Fingers. Is that a Charles Band knockoff porno? No. Is that it's the not. six shooter porno? Because that would be fucking bad. Ass. No. Edward Peters. Ugh. Okay, Gary Hill wants to know: Do you think uh, R- Rory Calhoun makes frog jerky in the future? I don't do frogs, dude. Frogs. I he's I believe he's talking about hell comes to frog. Yeah, now. I know frogs and okay. and toads. To me, I don't I do not like them. Fuck them. I hope okay. they're all turned to jerky. Oh. That'd be some big ass jerky. You get a lot of jerky off one of those frogs and frog pounds. Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Gary Hill 
do you think John Nada is alien racist? These things were kind of fueling the economy, invasion, or the origins of Obamacare and Homeland Security. The truth Whoa. is out there. No, John Nada is is a fucking national patriot. No racist. Yeah. No matter what T-shirt Joe says. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark Seven wants to know if you could choose any role for Roddy Piper, <laughs> past or present, what would it be? Steve, I know hmm. I got I got my answer. Something like, something like Madlock or something. Madlock, he's, <laughs> he's an old lawyer. Yeah, all my old he's grandparents. No cracker lawyer in the south. Yeah, my fucking grandparents are watching him every day. <laughs> I think Roddy Piper would have been awesome as the villain in Expendables 4. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's true. That would have been Uh, rad, and it would have been rad to get a fucking Burt Reynolds Roddy Piper movie in, like, 82. Yeah. That's a team-up that we never got that we should have. Your boy Josh Teeter wants to know, would Suburban Commando be a better movie with Piper instead of Hogan? Uh, no. That movie was... For, it wouldn't matter if you would have put goddamn Sir Lawrence Olivier in that fucking movie. It's going to be shit. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, Marlon Brando didn't matter. That movie's going to suck anyway. Have you ever seen Suburban Commando? I have. I have. It's I mean, been so long. Undertaker's in there, too. Yeah, I mean, Mark Callis and fucking Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. They're clearly slumming it. Yeah. Okay, Gary Hill wants to know, do you guys have any Roddy Piper convention stories? I got to meet up with him three times. I always got a different side of him. I think I covered it. Uh, I told my story last week I, when we were talking about him. Me and Josh met him last year, and he was just the coolest fucking dude. I told him that I thought uh, They Live was the, docu- the greatest documentary ever, and he agreed. Because it's, it's real. It's happening. Steve, you ever meet Piper? No, but I, I mean, I was definitely nearby, and I could hear people and stuff like that. And he usually just saw him standing up there taking pictures with a big ass smile on his face. So I did. I heard stories from other people, like you know, uh, like you know, he would he would ask people for coke and stuff like that. But I don't know, you know, I don't know. But I mean, that, I don't know. I doubt that's something that was recent, probably years ago. Yeah, but. not with his cancer and stuff. I doubt he was into that shit. No, I mean, every time I ever saw anything about Piper in the last couple of years has been, he's, you know, it's kind of all positive, you know, as far as what I could tell. You never heard a negative, I mean, you've always heard Linda yeah. Blair negative stories and Savini just being not a dick, but not giving a shit, but you never heard you anything out of fucking Piper. Did you see that wife swap with Piper and Flair? Oh, yeah, oh that was the funniest program ever. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. Piper, like, had the life that I didn't think he would. He just, I'm, I'm alone with my family up on the mountain, and that's how I like it. And Flair's just buying every, like, Flair lives yeah. the life that you think Ric Flair would live. And he's like, I ain't got, he, he's probably broker than I am. Flair? Yeah, I mean, he's just like buying drinks and. He was buying drinks for just fucking complete strangers on that show. Yeah. Being the nature boy 24-7. Hey, that's hard to fucking live up live up to no one could live oh, yeah. that's like james bond you can i mean i saw i saw rick flair at the days of the dead <laughs> he was like two feet away from me and i was like he definitely uh 
he's age is caught up with him. He should be slowing down, or he's going to be dead pretty soon. I I I don't want to say it, but you know he's got to be the next one. I mean, we lost Dusty, and then Piper. Ric Flair. Oh, not you know be one more big behind. one is coming. Uh, yeah. It ain't going to be Hogan. That fucker will live forever. <laughs> Hogan will be ninety years old. 30. Hogan's a race from history. If he died, nobody he wouldn't even be on WWE. You, they take him out of. They can't take him out of everything. They didn't fucking uh, Chris Benoit him, did they? Yes. I mean, he, they did, but he. I mean, Chris Benoit still shows up if you watch WrestleMania or something, but they won't refer to him by name uh, anywhere else. Really? They did that to Hogan. Like they took. They took him out of the Hall of Fame as well. I heard. Oh shit! I always thought the Hall yeah, of just Fame was shit. just like a fucking. Novelty thing is—is is the Hall of Fame like an actual place you can go? I don't think it is. Is it? No, they haven't built anything. They always said they were going to build build something, but they haven't made a physical place. I think that's what that WWE restaurant in New York was supposed to eventually be, but it Post- never lasted. You mean Hogan's restaurant, Pasta Mania? <laughs> Pasta Mania. <laughs> uh, you know, he, Dana- just, he just he just missed out on the uh, George Foreman grill. Hogan did. Yeah, they were offered that to him, and then instead he chose the uh, that that tornado thing, that mixer, which so <laughs> nothing tornado. thunder. It was like a thunder mixer or something, like thunder in paradise, <laughs> salads in paradise. So he could have been, a, you know, how much George Foreman made off those damn grills. Oh, he yeah. could have that could have, his wife could have more money after they got divorced. Well, Hogan's going to turn into. I mean, he already is a fucking sideshow, but. I have a feeling that guy's gonna turn into a circus sideshow pretty soon. <laughs> that motherfucker owes Well, money. they're gonna have that trial and shit, and so. Yeah. I saw the other day that he just won, like, the, the sidebar, so he's allowed to wear a bandana <laughs> in court. <laughs> <laughs> they had to have, like, a little side trial to see if it was gonna be okay. What, what color is the bandana? You think it's gonna be formal and black? Yes, or? it has to be, like, it can't be, like, tie-dyed. It has to be, like, a solid collar. <laughs> But that, that's the thing, though. If he wins that court case against Gawker, though, yeah, those that, dudes are in some trouble. Yeah, It'll, he's going to be like, I, I swear to tell the truth, your uh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do, brother. Brother. Oh gosh, brother, I need a bandana. <laughs> yeah, I hate the shine much. The the fucking verdict was he's allowed to wear like a nondescript solid collar bandana. <laughs> that's great. Taxpayers, money at work, right there, everybody. Oh, he's got. That's got to be some kind of get over it, dude. Hey, everybody knows he's bald. Everyone knows this. That's just craziness. Fucking. Uh, Dano uh, has one last question, or at least the one last question I can see. Uh, he says, "Actually, Gary Hill and company. After rewatching." They live last weekend. I was thinking of how much they live is more a prediction of things to come than anyone could have imagined a quarter century ago. Roddy is a Edward Snowden archetype. Keith David is the living embodiment of the 99%. We were told to consume and obey after 9-11. Subtlety through television, 1% are steering us towards Armageddon while they grow rich. We all seem to be growing less human, recognizable each day. We all only now and then see or think something about the evil beneath everything. We have to be beaten into putting on the glasses. The truth is too scary. 
there are quite literally now invisible drones everywhere. So yeah, R.I.P. Roddy Roddy Piper, perfect film. So my question is, how many months until we're seeing a quickly thrown together remake where smartphones and texting play a big part? Also, will star The Rock or that guy from Kickass? I say it stars that guy from The Social Network. Jesse Eisberg, yeah, or Eisenberg. Zombie Land kid. It's gonna be in every fucking movie now, ever. Or Michael Sarah. Same difference. Yeah, he, they're the same person. He disappeared, thank goodness, for a while. I mean, geez, he was just getting old. Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael Sarah will be he played the same. He'll be seventy and still look like he's fourteen years old. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that guy was good once. That was it. Uh, yeah, dude, They Live is a super fucking important movie, man. I'm glad that, like, I got to see that at a formative age that kind of really blew my fucking skirt up big time. I was like, wow. And to see what America has changed into, that movie is so ahead of its time to where I think, I think that's the most important John Carpenter movie. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's not the best. Um, It's up there. It's definitely top four. God damn it. It's definitely top four. Where would you guys put that in the Carpenter countdown? I guess top, you know, around the top five. I mean, uh, stuff like uh, Prince of Darkness, Halloween, Escape from New York. Those are the top ones that I can think of. I don't put. They're all they're they're all tied for number one outside of Village of the Damned. <laughs> oh, you just went into complete bullshit. Fucking what the fuck is that? That movie. Uh, I think John Carpenter fell asleep during it. Yeah. Well. Whatever. He's seventy. He's got to get his naps in. I don't know. I'm just saying. That's, though, that's, that's the show we need. That's the show we need. Fucking Steve. We need John Carpenter as Matlock. <laughs> he just falls asleep. Yeah, oh God. He just falls asleep in the middle of court. All he's, he's going to be doing is smoking his cigarettes and smoking his marijuana at the same time. Oh, yeah. I'd watch that show every fucking day. It'd be great. Yeah. Put it on right after Jeopardy. Pop lawyer. Yeah. All the fucking, all the old yeah, people. Pop. Watch it. It'd be great. Hit the pot lawyer. Yeah. There you go. He works for normal. And, and he His writes, assistant is Tommy Chong. Yeah, he writes an article for High Times. <laughs> he he protects chicks that Bigfoot tries to rape <laughs> in their pot farmer ways. John Carpenter, pot farmer, pot lawyer. It'd be great. And he's playing just like the character he did in Body Bag. Yeah, just like old. Oh Jesus! Yeah, he looks exactly like it anymore. <laughs> you think they just forgot to take the makeup off one day, and he's just been wearing it since like 1994? What the fuck is this? Is this for real? Oh, we got a late breaking breaking news. Nightmare on Elm Street to get rebooted again? Yeah, I saw that. What the? Okay. No. And some, someone said something about a CG Freddy. <laughs> it can't get any worse than Jackie Earl Haley. You're going to make it worse CGI. That was the meeting. Okay, how can we make Nightmare on Elm Street that Oh my worse? god. <laughs> Let's CG Freddy Krueger in. <laughs> Do you guys know that fucking remake made $115 million? 
I and every one of those people. I'll insane. tell you right now, no one will admit to me going to I, see well, that. I did. I went to the theater to see it. <laughs> it's because you're, to talk you're busy going to see that, and you're giving us lists of movies you refuse yeah. to watch. <laughs> I wanted to talk about it on the show, man. Wow. You won't see Miss Thirty of Miss Forty Five, but you go see that Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah, I didn't say I liked it. It was fucking god awful. <laughs> I had fucking dentist visits more enjoyable than that fucking movie, dude. I didn't even give them money, and I knew that was awful. Well, if it makes you happy, I I went to see Jurassic World, but yeah. I paid for Mad Max. <laughs> so <laughs> that kind of makes up for it a little bit, I think. I guess. <laughs> I said one for Mad Max and walked into Jurassic World. <laughs> or no, no, no. I, I take that back. That was Terminator Genesis. Uh, I paid for Mad Max, but watched Terminator Genesis. <laughs> I think people paid for Mad Max and, and instead they got Terminator Genesis. I want to know what Steve thought about Mad Max. I haven't heard his his uh, thoughts on uh, Fury Road. I need to see it again, but, uh, I mean, on first watch, I really, I, I really liked it. I mean, uh, again, uh, I think someone else said it that was, the, the Miss movie kind of had like Mad Max was almost a secondary character. It was. But, uh, I knew the last shot, I could tell what was going to happen. I knew that he would just disappear in the crowd and then, and it would go up and that would be black. But what about the, I, I mean, I liked it. Um, I'm going to watch it again, you know, really soon. All um, I wanted, Steve, the only thing that movie was missing, like you said, that last shot, I wanted it to, like, flash to, like, I don't know, a couple days later, whatever. He finds his car. Ah, uh, yeah. That would have been awesome. That's, what about the Mad Max video game? Have you seen trailers and shit for yeah, that? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm going to fucking buy it. Definitely fucking buy that shit. Yeah, I think there's a lot of shit you, i mean i don't know but it, this seems like there's a lot of crap you can do in that game so that'd be awesome but i, I liked it i mean i'm gonna wait till it comes out on blu-ray i don't i didn't get to see it in 3d which i don't know if really mattered you didn't, but, you didn't uh, miss much i saw it yeah, in so. 3d and normal so, yeah you didn't just the only thing that's different is that last shot of the guitar in 3d looked okay but it looked like fucking utter garbage and the non 3D, mm. which you know, big deal. One shot was garbage. Yeah, but I mean, that movie was like the shortest movie I ever. I mean, pretty. It was just action packed. They cut. They made that thing lean. Mm. There wasn't hardly any kind of filler in that movie. It was just all. I just love the go back. Fucking seventy year old George Miller walks out of nowhere, makes this fucking mm. phenomenal ass movie, and and just like in my mind, walks out of the desert. Uh, gives Tarantino <laughs> the bird, says, here's how you make a movie, you young fucks, and walks back into the desert again. So I can't wait. For yeah, I'll see you in three years when I make Mad Max Wasteland. Fuck yes, bring it now, goddamn George Miller. And don't forget to contribute to our Kickstarter. Uh, we're going to give all the money to science just to keep George Miller alive. Yeah. Yeah. Be, he's going to be a Morton Joe filming a fucking movie. <laughs> well, he's going to have to do those, those CG babe sequels. No, 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 no. We don't want no fucking babe sequels. We don't want none of that fucking Twilight Zone episode. Why, you don't shit. want babe, pig in the city the next day? I want babe, pig in the wasteland. You can do a babe, <laughs> Mad Max crossover. It'd be fucking great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's co-pilots, the pig. Yeah. And... 
<laughs> just got goggles on. He's just throwing the pig at fucking giant fucking cannibal mutants on micro trucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing the pig around like a football. The pig's got a mohawk and goggles. Assless and... chaps, of course. Uh, yeah. The last shot. The last shot is just him eating bacon in the desert and fading to black. No, I, 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 no, I gotta go back now. You're saying they're going to remake Nightmare on Elm mm-hmm. Street. Why don't we ever hear stories like they're going to remake Leonard Part 6? <laughs> Leonard Part 6 is a fucking masterpiece, sir. It'd be a lot better now because, uh, you know, he'd be drugging all these bitches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. Watching anything with Bill Cosby is, like, hilarious now because it's like, <laughs> oh, yep, he drugged her. Goes dad. <laughs> Yeah, it's on so much more of a meeting now. It became Ghost Raper. Ghost Raper. Ghost Raper. World's worst dad. Poor Ghost Dad. Oh, Jesus. It's time to talk about one of the most important movies ever to be made. Uh, if you haven't seen this, what the fuck is your problem? Even I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street remake. <laughs> Even I have seen this. What? It's 88, right? I believe, yes, yeah, yeah. 1988's They Live, uh, Tim Go. This is the Piper <laughs> Memorial Show. What do these things want, and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. <laughs> Blinded us to the truth. Take a look. They are safe as long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are or where they came from, but we gotta stop them. Stay away from me. Put these on. They have us. Look at them. They're everywhere. Are our owners. We have no other choice. I don't like this one bit. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business. Ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. Listen to what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. Control! You're sending some kind of signals on TV sets. I've got one that can see. Mama don't like tattletale. Now we start spilling some blood. Let's go! Push button. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Um, no, it is, it's one of the better, uh, one of, not even, I shouldn't say better, how to say it, um, underrated Carpenter films of the time, because, just because of what he did, like Prince of Darkness, Escape from New York, Halloween, it just, all of a sudden, I think no one was prepared, it was kind of like when he did the thing. There we go, breaking news, IMDB says they live remake in development. Thanks, Dano. You see what you did? The Rock's going to be in that. Damn it, Dano.
<laughs> and he's going to play Jack Burton. Just go forget it. Go mix the movies up. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get David Keaton. <laughs> <Keith. laughs> yes. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, but yeah, it just, they live to me at least, um, especially not only when it came out, but even a couple years after, uh, for John Carpenter's career seemed to not be acknowledged as much as the other films, but it was a brilliant film. And like you talked about Kyle earlier and a lot of people, um, you can't laugh at it anymore that it does really ring true on what's going on these days. And it just, as, just as a movie you knew, that movie had some kind of impact for those that didn't realize the impact. When South Park gets the two handicapped kids and they do move for move, the wrestling match they do in the alley just because of Piper trying to get the glasses on David Keith's character. Best, second best fight scene in movie history, according to me. It just, it's just a great scene and it was a just awesome where David Keith was willing to just go blow to blow with Piper because Piper, this is in his wheelhouse. This is what he does. And they just went at it. It was a great scene, but just overall in science fiction films, I didn't think this movie got the respect it deserved. It was really well, not only well done, it but sure does now. it was just Oh yeah, it does. But it was just great at that time. I was like, you got to remember, slasher films were still mm-hmm. big. To put out a film like this, because outside of this, the only other Alien movie that I could really think of that was made like eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine was Alien Nation. Yeah, that was the only other one that I could think off the top of my head. That... Well, the hidden. That's that's right in there. Yeah, but it didn't have the feeling of an Alien. Film though, I don't know about you. It just, but like I said, if there is a movie that is underrated for Carpenter's career, it's definitely Day Live, and it's. I think Piper was the perfect pick for this movie because I do not see anybody else in this role, and that's the thing. Um, the history Carpenter had with the Kurt Russell, I don't think Kurt Russell pulls this character off. It just. It just Piper in this role is interesting. Perfectly for him. It would, but I don't think he pulls it off though. I I just don't. I think it's a great movie all the way around. I mean, all the movies we picked tonight, I'm giving four stars because they're just all awesome. But they live just not only the two one two of my favorite things in life: John Carpenter and Roddy Piper. You cannot go wrong. How long do you think we got John Carpenter for still, guys? It's hard to say he's lasted this long. I would think for a while longer, but I'd, I'd really doubt that we'll ever see another movie or anything. From I him. think we'll get something. Maybe he'll do an episode of a TV show or something. I still, I honestly think he's got one good one left in him. I keep, I, that's what I said. I would like to see him do one more you movie. You want to see a new creature from the Black Lagoon, but I want to see something yep. original. I want him. See, I, I think just come back and give the finger to everybody and walk off. Yeah, but it's see, I you're not going to get him to do a project unless he's comfortable. That's with what it. I and say, I man. Cre- what he wants to do, I think he can fucking get it done. And I think Creature from Black Lagoon would be a perfect project for him to do. I just don't see him doing anything else. Now, you think if he made Creature from the Black Lagoon in the 
early eighties he would have Adrian Barbeau be the main lady Absolutely. in that. Yes. Yes. 100%. I was just thinking. Yes. If it's not Adrian Barbeau, it's uh Tracy Griffith from Skeeter and Fester. <laughs> but no, honestly it is yeah, Adrian Barbeau, even after the divorce, uh she would be she would be in that movie. I always kind of wanted to see John Carpenter remake Swamp Thing. The West Crate. Like, I think John Carpenter's Swamp Thing would be pretty cool. I don't know. But what do you think about They Live? I mean, Steve? Well, I was, I think I saw this in the theater when I was in the Army because I used to see a lot Did of shit. Did you sneak out and go see um, <laughs> No, I didn't sneak out to see this when I actually was not uh, confined to quarters. So I actually got to go out on my free free. Free, uh, now, was there was there a theater on base, or do you have, did you have to leave base in order to? Well, didn't see they used it? to send prints to military? Yeah, we had a theater. One of the guys that uh, used to come in my motor pool all the time was running it, so he had like two jobs. He worked at you know, at, you know and then he was running the theater at night. But yeah, I used to go in there, and they used to show it would. The movies wouldn't exactly brand new. They would be a couple weeks or months. Of- I think how it used to run when it was 35 millimeter, like the big movies, you know, like this and, you know, shit that would come out in theaters. I think it would go all through, like, the first run theaters, then go through the second run theaters. And then on the way back to California, they'd ship it to all the military establishments yeah. and check, let them check them out there. But yeah, there's. Uh, I watched this on the new Blu-ray recently because I. It's been a long time since I seen it, and I had totally blocked out the last part where they went to that party and there were waiters and stuff. Yeah, I don't. Remember, I don't remember that oh, at the all. George Buck flower sellout portion. Yeah, all that stuff. I could not remember that at all when I saw. But uh, I mean, when I watched it, you know. You know, even from the 90s on, uh, I've seen it a few times. Definitely it's on like TNT, Monster Vision, oh, yeah. I believe, but. Yeah, it was a staple. It was one of the staples <laughs> of Monster Vision. That, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it was just a very, uh, I mean, definitely about Arcadine and stuff like that I could catch on. And it, I mean, really, if you, the, the, the aliens really are just rich people. It's Facebook now. The people who are in control. Yeah, I mean, so it's not they're aliens, but they're just rich people who are basically a different. They they see us as different people, different kind of people. We're just rats to them, and they're playing their games, and we just follow through the maze, doing looking for that food. So it, it's, uh, I mean, it, it. I think the world has changed a lot, and it's as far as just like some people showing pictures, and we buy it, we consume, we obey. All that stuff is just real now because we're stupid people. People watching Kardashians, yep. that'll just make you a oh, couple. Oh, yeah. Make you stupider than you were when you first didn't people watch it. People get ripped so, Bigfoot out and, there, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> no, Steve, honestly, I stopped talking to people when they have brought up the Kardashians. I am proud to say I've never I mean, seen a second of that show. They, sh- uh, they It's all at the gym, and so when, when I run – on the treadmill sometimes or something and you flip channels and there's the Kardashians. And I was like, well, why do any people even give a shit? This is so stupid, but they give these people a hundred million dollars to keep following them. Yep. I mean, I heard something about, uh, on Facebook. It said, don't complain about your, your job being really bad. There's right now, someone's being forced to film the Kardashians 24 hours a day. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> 
So, but it, it's just, uh, you know, like you say, it's one of, I think it is, uh, an important movie about the way society has ended up. Now, I don't know how, you know, if John Carpenter intentionally knew or whoever wrote it, what it's based on is some kind of prediction, but it definitely seems that yeah. way now. It hits a little too home. It hits a little too close to home that it's like actually scary how close it hits. You know what I mean? With the mm-hmm. fucking, you know, the way, the way Facebook is anymore and people like, I have friends that are on Facebook and stuff, but, but, and then I have like Facebook friends. It, it's weird. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just this fucking box in the corner of your room is the center of your social life anymore. And it's just kind of weird, man. I mean, it's the beginning. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's really cool because without the fucking internet, I don't get to talk to Tim every week and I don't get to go on cool fucking Pittsburgh trips to meet John Cross and, <laughs> and, and, Watch the spookies. I don't get to put the, the fucking message out about movies that are fucking awesome. And but still, man, it's just it's like that guy said on on fucking True Detective. It's just like sucking the robot's dick every day. Mm-hmm. Just kind of scary. This is why I've been going real here lately. Like I watched I watched They Live today, and I, I think I decided like I don't know. There's going to be a couple days in the week where I just am not going to be on the computer. And make like a conscious effort, dude. I do that. I do that. I I purposely do that. I will go a couple of days, and it's just like and people will be like, "Oh, you didn't answer my email real quick." Um, honestly, yeah. No. I think if I'm done editing, then I think I'm off the internet for a couple of days. And I don't know. Yeah. I just, this this movie is very, very, very fucking important to me. I think it should be, it's a perfect movie. Uh, maybe one of the six, seven, eight, nine, ten perfect movies that have ever been made. I think this should be shown in film class and taught about, you know, this is how you do fucking subtext in a movie. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and I'm surprised, mm. I'm surprised it isn't more of a subject in film class these days more often just for the mere reason the underlying storyline of that film because like steve said it isn't really an alien film it is just two different it's a movie about two different classes of people the rich people and everybody else is poor yeah it's it's definitely a hundred million star movie for me what do you guys because because if you pay attention look at piper even uh when he sees the cop that isn't an alien, he's like just trying Beat your to like, feet. yeah, yeah <laughs> figure out how not to kill that dude. It's fucking great. If you haven't seen it, holy cow! Like, I have introduced friends to this, and they're like, "Just what the fuck is this?" My girlfriend, for God's sakes, like even she said, "You know, this isn't my kind of movie, but I liked it. It, I get what they're saying, which was pretty cool. I don't know." Well, I think too. I think what helps is the movie was made ahead oh, of its so time. Oh, so ahead of its time. I like. I even like the stories, the backstory behind it. Where after I don't know what was before this. They or what was before uh, Prince of Darkness. Um, <clears throat> Christine. No they, body. No, no body not bags. Body that was nineties. Uh, not Big Trouble yeah. in Little China. There was something. It was else Big there. Trouble in Little China. Was it? I, big yeah, yeah. I think yeah. because the story goes that movie bombed so bad that that like 
you know, Carpenter, that's the theme through Carpenter's career is like he makes these fucking genius goddamn masterpieces of movies that go way over people's heads. And then 10 years later goes by and they're like, holy shit, we missed this. We were wrong. And, and they become masterpieces like the thing and they live and just almost everything he's ever done. And then it's just like, uh, the, what's the story? Uh, Big Trouble, like, bombed so hard that he was basically out of Hollywood for maybe, like, the third or fourth time, right? Yeah, well, look at the this email I read last week from Mario Dominic talking Firestarter. about Firestarter. Thing did so bad that they literally, like, weeks before it went in production and told John Carpenter Go fuck off. Yeah. to get lost. But yeah. I think the story goes, he was, he's basically done... Uh, he was either friends with or managed by that Shep Gordon guy who is Alice Cooper's manager and he set up like a, a three million dollar a piece two picture deal with a live films that said, here you go, make whatever you want, three million dollars a piece. And the only stipulation was that Alice Cooper had to be one of them and he was in Prince of Darkness. And then poof, he makes They Live in Prince of Darkness like Prince of Darkness is my favorite fucking John Carpenter movie. And he makes mm. these just brilliant master masterworks that aren't noticed until 10 years after the fact, so. Well, let's not forget the rumor that, uh, he wrote a script for the sequel of The Thing in the early 90s and cashed anywhere it's been rumored from 2 million to 10 million dollar paycheck and the script never got I think done. think on the internet somewhere? I, who I knows? Read that. I've never read a script ever. But also, but... too, during that same time frame, he got paid um, five hundred thousand dollars supposedly to do a draft of the creature from Black Lagoon. You've got such a boner for that movie. You want it made so bad. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's a fucking great it movie, and it, if it's gonna get remade, I want it done by somebody that knows what they're doing. I don't want to hear, hey, let's make it better. Let's CG Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> That's nonsense. So anybody got anything else to say about fucking They Live other than it's goddamn work of genius? It covers That's it. it. That's all that needs to be said, really. So uh, give me two seconds, and I'm going to pee. <laughs> two and seconds. We will come back, yeah. and we will talk about Body Slam. Welcome to the world of Harry Smilak. M. Harry Smilak, personal management, actual service. A world of fancy cars and fabulous women. Have you ever considered a career in modeling? He's got everything money can buy. The trouble is, it's not his money. Oh, Mr. Kim from the Busan Savings and Loan, the vice president. Corrections. Corrections? I correct money from dead bits like you. He's a mover. Yeah. Hey, I'm it here. And a shaker. I've been thinking about our relationship. <laughs> what relationship? A wheeler. I'm Harry Smilak. Ow! And a dealer. So, tell me, does my man have a t-shirt or a shoe deal? He's a legend. Whatever it is, the answer is absolutely not. What do you want from me? $67,811.19 to be very specific. Then, one day, he took some punts. What do you think is the number one thing on M. Harry Smilak's mind? M. Harry Smilak added some hugs. You're a dead man, Smilak! And created... Rock and Roll Wrestling. You don't have to thank me. It's just 
another Smilax service? A comedy with muscle. Body slam. Oh, hey, guys. Trust me. Hey, everybody. We are back. And Tim is going to talk about Body Slam, a movie I watched for the first time today ever. Me too. Oh, you you never seen it, Steve. Uh, I saw parts of it years ago, but never really watched it all. So, yeah, it's it was brand new to me. It was kind of cool seeing all these old wrestlers and cameos. Oh, yeah. Well, I know you're a big movie dude, and you see a lot of weird stuff like I do, and even weirder, and I just, I figured Body Slam, that'd have been something you covered long ago, but. I've always seen that poster or VHS cover of that, but never actually, that I can recall ever seeing it, because it was a lot different than I, I imagined it to be, so. Yeah, well, it was one of the ones that went during the cracks. Yeah, cause I, I said to, I said to Kyle a few years ago, there was a Comic Con that come through Pittsburgh and Dirk Benedict, uh, Dirk Benedict was there. I didn't ah. get his autograph, but I went up to him <laughs> and no one was there and I shook his hand and was like, dude, A team, awesome, but gotta ask you, body slam. And he just started laughing. He's like, no sleep, lots of cocaine. <laughs> I don't know how anyone lived during that production. Some sweet ass fucking 80s suits. Yeah, that's all he said about it. He said, he's like, just, that's all it was. It was one big party, that whole entire shoot. Did he think that band Kick was playing at the parties? (laughs) (laughs) They dropped the S to be more progressive, man. (laughs) Well, he said Kicks, and I thought it was that shit hair metal band, K-I-X. K-I-X? No, it's not Kicks. Which is playing here next week with Slaughter? Well, no, I thought... Oh, I made a fucking bad joke. I was going to say you should burn that place down, but I think Slaughter's going to... Oh, no, wait, that's Great White. Yeah, go burn that place down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now that it's gotten yeah. all awkward. Uh, <laughs> Body Slam, uh, the movie that basically it really does, uh, does its best to personify rock and wrestling of the 80s. And this movie really, like, as you were saying, Steve, it came through the 80s and if you didn't catch it on cable, you really didn't know it existed. Uh, this, I remember seeing it quite a few times early on when it came out. I remember seeing it on the movie channel. I remember seeing it later on on USA Up All Night. And I think it, um, it even played a couple of times as a double feature with Day Live on Monster Vision on TNT. But, uh, Dirk Benedict, we're introduced as Dirk Benedict is Mr. Harry Smilak. He's a personal manager and basically he owes everybody money to the point where, uh, some dude is carrying around the Samoans off on Sika and they're yes. there to bust his Why ass off. Why was that guy not Mr. Fuji? I've, you know what? I've <laughs> wondered that there was some rules like in this movie. It was kind of like, okay, like you said, why isn't that dude Mr. Fuji? Why isn't that dude Don, not Don Morocco? I gotta wonder because, like, as the, you watch the movie Body Slam, like, they do not mention McMahon. I, I gotta if wonder it was if this the was AWA one of those. Or something. 
not WWF. I, I was, I, I was trying to figure that out because I was wondering if this was one of those times where Piper was after WrestleMania, like maybe he went on to AWA again or did a stint in NWA because Piper wasn't always there. Right. You know what I mean? He wasn't one of those guys. It seemed like he would be there for six months and then disappear. He was one of those guys. It, it seemed like he still worked the territories. And I think, and I was wondering if, like at the same time, WWF had a movie similar to Body Slam about rock and wrestling, and McMahon just never got it off the ground. Because that would explain why there wasn't a lot of wrestlers. That would explain the Samoans, because they would disappear from time to time, and they would show up in AWA. So, but yeah, I, I don't know if that helps you, Kyle. Um, but anyhow, Mr. H- Harry Smilak overhears quick, quick Rick Roberts having a conversation with a signing agent in a uh, meeting, and basically Smilak overhears it. He sticks his nose in there, and basically he worms his way into being uh, Ricky Roberts, Roddy Piper, uh, his agent or personal manager, but doesn't realize Ricky Roberts is a wrestler. He thinks he's a music act. Um, also, if you pay attention, the little daughter of Roddy Piper, Ricky Roberts' daughter, is Kelly Martin. Uh, she basically has made a career out of doing Disney movies and Disney TV. Uh, she's like in her 40s now. And if you go to her IMDb page, I knew she looked familiar again when rewatching this movie and it clicked. But yeah, she has a ton of credits for Disney. But the Wait, whole point is, uh, is this the chick from Witch Mountain, the little girl that's on the real housewives no, now that life? Yeah, no, this is life goes on. Oh, she's girl. on Corky. Corky. With Corky. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, that chick just got yeah, busted yeah. for shoplifting something, at least according to the internet. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say. They looked like, but no. But basically, once uh, Quick Rick Roberts signs on with personal manager, uh, Dirk Benedict, or Mr. Smilak, Mr. Smilak is also in charge of a fundraiser for a senator and that's where he meets tanya roberts and basically smilak's lawyer is trying to do this as a favor to smilak let him put this fundraiser together and smilak has no idea what he's going to do for the thing so eventually he gets kicked he gets kicked to uh, do the fundraiser which goes completely wrong and of course he goes on the road with the tonga kid and Quick Work Roberts, and they go on tour, and he has this idea, like, they should bring the band, and that's how rock and wrestling is born, and it's all history until they meet the cannibals at the big arena, and finally Ricky, Rick Roberts and Tonga Kid win the tag team champions, and now, basically, Harry Smilak is taken as a true uh, personal manager, but the list of the people in this movie, you have Tanya Roberts, Captain Lou Albano, uh, Charles mm-hmm. Nelson Riley, John Astin, mm-hmm. who played Gomez Adams, uh, Sam Fatu, Afa and Sika the Samoans, Kelly Martin, Freddie Blassie, Ric Flair, and Brandon Sam Where the Sam fuck Martino. was Ric Flair? I didn't see Ric Flair. 
at the end of the move, towards the end yes. of the movie, when they're doing the big championship tag team match after quick, uh, quick, quick I Rick. keep wanting to call him Piper. Yeah, Quick Rick is, uh, Piper's character, Quick Rick and Tonga Kid, after they've been on the road for a couple of months, they finally get the, uh, they get Albano to agree to a tag team title match. And since it's this big main event, like sitting in the front row is, uh, one of the Armstrong brothers, Bruno Sammartino, um, I forget the Sheik's name, but he is a wrestler and Ric Flair sitting there too. And that's when Bruno Sammartino, like a fight breaks out in the front row and Bruno starts punching. I guess people. I didn't fucking pay much attention. And, uh, uh, Bar- Billy Barney's yeah, in it, too. Yeah, don't you dare fucking... Tim, <laughs> don't you dare fucking leave Noodles Macintosh out of this. <laughs> Macintosh, and I about flipped my shit when Billy Barney showed the fuck up. Noodles! <laughs> but, uh, but the whole movie is just like one joke after another, basically. Smilak trying to run from debt, trying to run from his own lawyer, and at the same time trying to hit on Tanya Roberts... And get his wrestlers actually in it. And I, there's a really funny part of the movie that I really enjoyed. Where after the cannibals beat the crap out of Piper and the Tonga kid. And they're in the hospital. And Smilek finally has this like, you know what? I actually like Yins. I don't want to take your money. I'm quitting. And Piper is in that face, like jaw thing. Like holding his face on. He's got like tractions like, on the jaw. Yeah, he's like, oh man, come on, you can't quit. <laughs> it just, it was a great, I just enjoy that. It was great because they like put him in this con- contraption and you got the Tonga kid just sitting there in the bed and he just has like a bandage wrapped around his head twice and that's it. Like he's supposed to be hospitals, like in the hospital also, but it's oh. just a fun movie. But what were you going to say? Well, the Tonga kid, that's not, he's not Rikishi, but he's related to Rikishi, I think obviously. All those yes. dudes are related, because I know, no, yeah. no, I know Rikishi's related to The Rock, and. Yeah, like the, 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 the yeah. Wild Samoans, I mean, I think that's one of his grandfather or something. Yeah, I was gonna say, Afa and Sika are actually, what is it, the uncles of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Or, uh, yeah, they're, they actually have had a kid or two come into WWE, but they've never made it. Like, they've gone through, um, before NXT, they've gone through Ohio Valley. One of them was on TV with Legacy when it first started. Remember that one Samoan dude? It didn't last more than three weeks. Yeah. I know, like, back but, yeah. in the day, McMahon loved the Samoans. Yeah. Because there was a third Samoan even. I can't remember who it was. And then there's another guy named Samu that used to say he was one of the Samoans. I don't know if he truly was or not. But there was a guy, Samu, that did local Pittsburgh wrestling for many, many years. That he would show up on WWE house shows back in the day. He claimed he was one of the Samoans. But yeah, there was a third Samoan too that I can't so, remember. So, okay, name. I get all these dudes mixed up. Who are the Islanders? They were Samoan dudes. You remember those guys? I've yeah, never... I think 
I think mm-hmm. Tonga was, or uh, the Tonga kid was one of them, and I think really Rikishi was the other guy, but, but I'm not sure. I don't remember, yeah, I remember the Islanders because they come out in that that shit that you know the little towel around them, like Tonga Tom had. Tonga Tom. Yeah, they. But I was gonna say the Samoans just came out, and their big thing was they would just headbutt yeah, people. They would get their ass beat until you headbutted <laughs> them, and then it was you were dead. Yeah. Yep. The Tonga kid was one of the Islanders. Actually, no, I said the members were Haku, Haku and Fatu. And, uh, that was the, and, and Tama. I remember Tama. Where does Ming fucking figure in all this? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Wasn't Ming King Haku? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. But I think the Tonga Kid was the other person in the, uh. In the Islanders. If you go to Samoa, are you allowed in if you don't wrestle? <laughs> Actually, I uh, knew a Samoan guy when I was in the Army. I mean, they're, they're kind of rare. They're most like uh, Native Americans around here. If they're not, if they're not wrestling, one. they're playing football. <laughs> He's a yeah, they are. They're all, they're all offensive mm-hmm. linemen. I think the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line are completely Samoan. I love no <laughs> shit. Like they have almost like horse tails. Their hairs are so long, sticking out of the back of their helmet. Well, I was gonna say the Steelers drafted that one dude quite a few years ago, Kimu Atu. Yeah, and you who, can't say any of their like, names either. Yeah, he he like I remember when he got drafted out of Nebraska. Like his big thing was he stomped a dude's head like three different times during you the sure season. Sure, that's not that guy from the Lions. McDonovan Sue? No, no, this is a different dude, oh, different Football dude. Football talk, we're losing people, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyhow, Body Slam, uh, if you love old school, you know, you grew up during the 80s, you'll enjoy this movie. This, this truly was just, it's a fun look into what rock and wrestling actually was back in the day. And too, if you go to IMDb, I know that it sits there and talks about like their goal was to like, for you to point out like, yeah, they were trying to make a Vince McMahon character and some of these other characters too in the movie. So more than likely that might help you, Kyle, explain that this might have been like more of an AWA thing than a yeah, WWE thing. It sure didn't thing. seem like a fucking WWE. I mean, you had a couple guys in there, but then and- you had some. Really kind of B-list dudes that, you know. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised it was one of those things WWE was trying to get a movie off at mm. the same time and it just didn't happen. Well, uh, breaking news. I did not like this movie. I did, what? it was, it could have been fucking great. Like I loved all the wrestler dudes. I was like, oh shit. You weren't paying attention to Piper does his patented oh, eye yeah. gouge in the middle of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Hogan Kid was cool, but like, there's no plot to this movie. The plot is all over the place. Now, the better movie, it started getting on board when they hit the road. If this would have been a fucking road movie with kicks in that sweet-ass Winnebago and... <laughs> you know, it's kick, kick. Whatever. It's kick. Kick. Fucking Corey Haynes. Bootleg Corey Haynes, He man. dropped the S. If it would have been like a road movie with him, with those dudes, would come out and rock, and then, you know, Dirk Benedict was doing his fucking 80s Miami Vice suit wearing, 
uh, shenanigans and basically he was he, Harry M. Smilak was face mm. without the military 100%. background. They said on IMDb that the, his character is loosely based on Vince McMahon. Vince which, McMahon had a yeah. I think very, yeah. too nice to be Vince he, McMahon. He had a very high opinion of himself, if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> I think Vince McMahon's probably a cold-hearted bastard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, this movie would have been ten times better than it was if it was just... Like, it really got on board when it, they, they hit the road and started training for... You know, to come up the ranks and to fight the cannibals. But other than that, just the, there's no plot to this movie. It's aimless as shit. It's just like something gonna, you know, is there an overlying arc here? Is there even a story or did they just have Afa and Sika on set for this 20 minutes and they pulled a car apart and, you know. <laughs> and they show up in the back of a super yeah, as, as Samoans want to do if you're in a car they'll just pull it apart but it would have been way better if it was a fucking a road movie what did you think about it Steve probably about the same as you I mean I, it was uh, fun to watch but yeah there was not a lot just there wheels too much you know yeah, and it, the montage scenes, I don't know, it was at least, I don't know if there was two, but there was definitely one, a long one that went on for a while, so, uh, the, I don't know, I, I, it was cool seeing some of the old wrestlers, like Warlord was there. I knew that was and, that. Uh, I don't know who the, I didn't know who the other guy was, cause I don't, but I, he, he looked familiar, I but, text uh, him because yeah. the one guy looked familiar, but the other one didn't. He said it was the Warlord. Yeah, that was what I was saying to Kyle. I knew Warlord because I said Powers of Pain. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that the Warlord in Hercules? Or the no. guy who became Hercules? No. No. <laughs> Powers of Pain. No, Hercules uh, No. No. Uh, no, that was the that was the barbarian, I'm sorry. Yeah, there yes. you go. And the other guy was Warlord in the Powers of Pain, right? I think you're right. Yes. Okay. Because, he, because the power was a silver helmet and he had a wand or something. Yeah, it had a big W on the end of it. Yeah, they were yeah. broken <laughs> up. They were broken up because I think it was uh, the barbarian that got seriously injured during a match and like he was out of wrestling for almost a year. So I got my 80s that was, mixed up. Yeah, it, and that was like how like they split up and Ended up being like ten different gimmicks for I'm Mr. Fuji. Hercules Hernandez is in there somewhere. Fucker come around, spin the chain, always beat up Dino Bravo. <laughs> I was gonna say he wasn't like he was on top card. He was always, always fighting the Quebecers or Dino Bravo or something. He 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 made it possible for uh, the, he made it possible for not uh, for there not to be any jobbers on Monday Night Raw yeah. any longer. I mean, I like the movie. I, I didn't hate it, but it, it could have been so much better had they just made the road part of the movie the movie. Yeah, I mean, this movie kind of reminded me of, to a lesser degree, of that movie The Wrestler with Dusty oh, Rhodes. Oh, we did that and, a long time on the show, man. That was yeah, yeah. Actually, I bought that because after I heard it, I got it on you know Amazon for really cheap, and I had never finished it, but I watched like the half of it like two or three times and never got through it. But I, but I definitely got to the part where they were fighting uh, Dusty Rhodes and Dick Murdoch. We're fighting at bar. Yeah, that was awesome. Piper was great in this, but. 
I, I, I don't think it's ever th- anything I'll ever watch again. I've seen it, cross it yeah. off my list. See, I, for me, I think it's just I got to see it as a kid. It's always one of those. That's to be expected. So, mm-hmm. I finally watched Hell Comes to Frogtown. In the future, after the big war, there will come a time to rebuild and a need for a new and special kind of soldier. This man is carrying a loaded weapon. Prepare to meet the next great American hero. That's where you come in. Are you serious? His name is... Hell. Sam Hell. Never heard of you. We're going to Frogtown. And this is the adventure he's been waiting for. We're going to get him out, and then you're going to get him pregnant. And if anyone's got a chance in hell of rescuing the virgins from the evil clutches of Toady. It's a miracle. Right. Let's go. And escaping from Frogtown. Go, 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 go! It's Sam. Holy shit! Be there for the action. (laughs) The adventure. Sam, what are you doing? And be there for the dance of the three snakes. Dance? gonna die when hell comes to Frogtown starring Rowdy Ruddy Piper as Sam you are one weird dude Sandal Bergman as Nurse Spangle wired to blow hell comes to Frogtown eat left froggies And I said, yeah. Steve, I sent a text to Tim after 10 minutes of this movie. I said, I think the text read, if I would have known about how uh, this movie was all about how awesome Roddy Piper's sperm was, I would have watched it ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> that is this movie. They have to lock that shit um, up. What is it, Tim? Uh, nuclear Holocaust happens. And there's a voiceover at the first part. And it says something yeah, like, it's basically World War well, III happened. Nuclear Holocaust happens, and they estimated that because it was funny how they put it. They thought only a handful of bombs would fall, and then the, everybody would go to the table and talk peace. But nope, uh, it turned out uh, eighty-six. Per, I think they said eighty-six percent, right? Something like eighty-six like percent yeah. of the male population are either decimated or fucking irradiated. Which means their sperm yep. are fucking not working. They're all swimming backwards. But Roddy Piper's got the best sperm on the planet, I suppose. And he is captured by military people, played by Sander Berghall, whose name sounds real fucking familiar, Tim. Oh, Conan she... the Barbarian. Yeah. Who the fuck was she in Conan? Oh, that's Valeria! Son of yes. a bitch! Wow. I knew that name sounded fucking familiar, and I was bummed that she didn't get fucking naked. God. Yeah, yes. Oh, well, I think she's also dead. Cinder Burrell's dead? Yeah. Oh, we'll have to fucking check this out. Cinder <laughs> Burrell. Uh, nope, very much alive. And Is she? Still looks really good. I thought she was dead. Nope, they alive. Movies. Alive. Uh, yeah, so Roddy Piper's sperm is awesome. 
And his job is, he has to sign a contract saying that there's a bunch of, what, there's like seven or eight chicks that are the most fertile chicks on the planet, uh, captured in Frogtown by Frog, yeah. Toady, right? It was his name. Yes. Toady has captured the most fer- female, fertile, uh, women in Frogtown. Uh, Piper is joined by Sandal Bergman and some other chick who was fucking just like mm-hmm. hot as shit. I'm going to say her name was Lee Garrington? Garlington? Uh, something like uh, that. Something, I don't know. Uh, no? Yes. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but it's all about getting Piper to Frogtown to fuck some chicks. And uh, this movie was kind of boring, Tim. Oh, come on. Roddy Piper, if it wasn't for Roddy Piper and his un- his, his magic sperm-sucking underwear <laughs> that he was wearing, <laughs> the running joke of, well, how does your dick get out of there? It's got a flap. Uh, there's some decent nudity. Uh, it's very much... Dude, William Smith's in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who's that? I know who that is. Any which way but loose. Okay. Dude fights Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much a, a fucking Commander USA movie. It was on USA up all night a yeah. lot. Oh, yeah. See, oh, why yeah. did I miss I missed this? I never saw it. There you go. Movie. Dude, Sam Hell was written with Tim Thomerson in mind. Oh, Whoa. wow. That does not <laughs> make me surprised at all. Uh, it's just... I want to like it more than I do. And I'm not going to say I really liked it, but what do you guys think? It, it was just okay. Oh, I love this. I mean, Roddy Piper was gold in it, but. No, oh, yeah. Is it a great movie? No, but this is a fun, bad movie, dude. I'm impressed by, like, all the, when they got the Frogtown, all the special effects, the the sets, those big frog guys. I mean. Mm-hmm. It, and it was kind of goofy, but the frog guys were, but they still look pretty impressive, especially at the end where the, uh, the frog, uh, that was, whatever the main bad frog was, he was like, his eyeballs and shit and his lids was moving and all the animatronics. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah I was just, uh, I was amazed because the guy behind this, I've seen some of his other movies like Kyle was talking about earlier. He did Rollerblade Warriors Taken by Force and Roller Gator. <laughs> And Roller, Roller Gator, Blade. Steve. Roller Gator. Roller Gator. And <laughs> Fucking this, Roller this Gator. had to be by far his biggest budgeted production. Here you go. Here's here, here you go, Tim. This is what I was telling you. Okay. Uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Mm-hmm. Then I believe it's uh, Max Hell Frog Warrior. No, see, it's Frogtown 2. Frogtown 2. Also, oh, I forgot. Also known as Hell Comes to Frogtown 2. Okay. Uh, then you have the one I was telling you about. Okay. The Toad Warrior. The Toad Warrior. From 1996, hmm. starring Joe Estevez. Oh. And nobody else. Well, Jill Kelly. She's a porn star, so. It's a lone samurai named Max Hell, not Sam Hell. Yeah, and then there's another one. Return to Frogtown? Mm, I think it goes by that. Um, um there's Max Hell Frog Warrior, a Zen rough cut. Max Zen Hell Frog, cut. yeah, let me look this under directing, maybe we'll get it. Jesus Christ, this Scott Shaw guy, holy fuck. 
Max Hell Frog Warrior 2002. This man has literally directed every fucking movie that's ever been made. <laughs> Good fucking God. Rollerblade 3, the movie that never was. Documentary, Tim. I won all of them. Dude, he has movies called Legend of Rollerblade 7. Rollerblade 7, the unseen scene. Abraxas, Day of the Warrior, could that be a sequel to fucking the Jesse Ventura movie? I don't know, but he wrote a story called, what was it called, Mimes, A Silent But Deadly. Jesus, there you go. Fuck. <laughs> Did you know that, that Return to Frogtown's got fucking Robert Zadar? Mm-hmm. Yes. Lou Ferrigno's in it. I mean, yes. uh, what's his name? That, uh, uh, Bri- uh, what was his name? Uh, Brian James is in it. Rhonda Shear's in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's got everybody in it. Well, I was yeah. gonna say, Rhonda Shear got in it because I think it was, they showed it so much. <laughs> she was contractually obliged to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, USA, some money at it. I would not doubt that. Because I think the second one, it, like, I think it premiered on USA. I wouldn't doubt that. I think that was the big thing. I think that premiered on there, so. Tim, I wanted to like it more than I did. <sighs> you just don't know. I really, I really, really fucking did. <laughs> Dude. Steve, you got anything to say about about fucking frog, Hell Comes to Frogtown? Ah, I don't know. It, the Frogtown reminded me of like Mad Max or something. That was kind of cool. They needed frogs on bungee cords. <laughs> then it would have been fucking rad. <laughs> Master Blaster with Frogtown Two has Denise frog. stuff from subspecies fame. Yeah, I you saw know, that. You know too much about fucking Full Moon, Tim. <laughs> I'm curious, like. Charles Band dies. He just needs to will you that company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen. Be awesome. Then we could get our movies made. Sasquatch Taco Truck, Date Rape Dracula, 50 Foot Rape Rooster. We could all make them. I think people would be happier with those than having uh, Evil, Evil Long, Long Five. five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about Date, Date Rape Black Comedian. No, no, no. We're going to have Date Rape Dracula, <laughs> oh. and then we can have the black exploitation Date Rape Blackula. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's what we'll do, Tim. We can make some money. Yeah. But, Steve, got any Roddy Piper memories since this is the Roddy Piper Memorial Show? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I actually remember seeing, uh, you know, when he hit uh, Jimmy Snooker with a coconut. I actually Fuck saw that off. on TV. Yeah. That shit was just, uh, all the time he was, uh, this, the, the bad guy in that, in that, uh, and it was funny cause back then they filmed him like in gym, gymnasiums and shit. Oh yeah. And you just had the set and, and it fell down. It was like, you know, basketball courts and shit. I mean, uh, I remember seeing that. And, and then of course when he got, he was like the cool bad guy. Then he, he really Came was the and, first bad guy that it was okay to like. Yeah, and he um when he painted his ha- face half black about he fucked Matthew uh, Brown. Yeah, that shit was awesome. I mean, he was just uh, he got away with a lot of shit back then, and I mean, yeah, the wrestling wise, he, when he came back in the early nineties and stuff, and was wrestling Bret Hart and all that shit. I mean, it was just. That was, you know, 
great shit. I, another movie that I was uh, looking up and I found was uh, that No Contest with Shannon Tweed, uh, Andrew Dice Clay, and then Roddy Piper. Ooh. It's basically it's basically like Die Hard with Shannon Tweed being Bruce Willis, and then uh, Roddy Piper is working for uh, Andrew Dice Clay, and they're the bad guys. If you hadn't seen that, <laughs> that's, that's that's a good one, man. That's so, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, it, especially watching that uh, wife swap that we talked about, you know, uh, last two years. I mean, it's, uh, it, I mean, that's kind of sad, especially, you know, because, you know, Dusty Rhodes was awesome and stuff, but uh, Roddy Piper was in so many different movies. Uh, you know, all the, he, he a, I think he made a few with Billy Blanks and all these other crazy movies that he made. So, I mean, uh, I think he had a little bit more impact, at least in Hollywood, than uh, Dusty Rose. But, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's hard to believe some people pass away like that so quickly. Yeah. Uh oh, Tim checked out for a minute. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's got to poop. So yeah, I, I went through my feelings about about Piper last week. He was one of my three dudes when I was a little kid. It was him and. Richard I'm Pryor sweating. and fucking Weird Al and I missed the dude. But Tim's got a poop. What are you doing next week, Tim? Uh, do you want me to do Monkey Boy for you? What else you got on the on the fucking list? Oh nice. Jesus! Because I ain't gonna be able to get a hold of Monkey Boy. I got I the that. Legend of Six Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's, that's the Bigfoot that raped that woman. <laughs> Five fingers and a dick, all in her butt. Dude, his sixth one's about to go in my butt so it stops me from pooping. Man. Sure, do Monkey Boy next week. Okay. <laughs> I'm Monkey gonna, Boy. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do movies we got from Horror Realm because I'm going to do that uh, John Materna movie, Nomads. Oh, yeah. Who, I bought that and everybody said, yeah, that's a really cool, slow burn, fucking awesome movie. And I, I never seen it. So, Steve, what you got to pimp? We got to get out of here. Tim's got a shit. I, uh... <laughs> On deadpit.com, me and my wife do a uh, show called Two Against. We just talk about our weekend movie watching experiences. Uh, if you have a Roku channel, uh, we have a Roku channel as well called Dead Pit Universe. And uh, if you have a Roku, you can kind of Google it on YouTube to figure out how to add it. And then I stream a bunch of movies that I have from my collection on there. Is that all the – like, I, I have no idea how Roku works. Is that, like – you can stream movies that you have to other people. Well, right? yeah, it's a free Roku channel. I can put ten things up there, and I have like ten movies uh, from my collection. Um, so you know, I don't know legal legalities. I can't uh, attest to. Oh, uh, but, that's what I was wondering. Because, but yeah, you, but, uh, Steve, do you put up your commentaries on there too? Yeah, um, we had a couple commentaries up there. I think the. What was the last one we did? I can't remember now. We did one for that sorority girls and the creature from hell. We did a commentary for that one. <laughs> and then we just did a, a commentary for uh, Absurd or Horrible. That, uh, yes. George Eastman, we did a commentary for that over the last weekend or so. <laughs> the movie yeah, it was fun. just that dude walking down a hallway for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of American football and eating spaghetti jokes. Because that's what they were doing watching football, was eating a bunch of spaghetti. Heck yeah. <laughs> Tim, what do you got to pimp, sir? 
As always, you can find me here at Bloodbaths and Boomsticks or catch me at GrossMovieReviews.com. Uh, don't forget, we'll be at the Hollywood Theater Flea Market in two weeks. Find out what the hell I'm bringing out of my basement to sell. <laughs> uh, you can like our Facebook pages. Uh, just search Bloodbaths and Boomsticks. The website for the, or the address for the website is uh, com. You can get all our new stuff there. There's links to old stuff. Blah, blah, blah. You can follow me on Twitter at JSB underscore Boomsticks. And come back next week when we talk about John McTiernan's Nomads and a really weird movie that I got off of fucking Rick called Monkey Boy. Monkey Boy. <laughs> Monkey Steve, Boy. Steve, thank you for coming yes, on the show. Thank you, Steve. Oh, thank you for asking me back. It's been a lot of fun. We missed you. We got to get out of here so Tim don't shit the bed. So oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> we're out of here. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.